so I have like a different issue of like, you know, I'm used to like having to really compensate sometimes mm-hmm. and like knowing that part of my voice, but like talking, I don't, I, I'm never, <laughs> like, yeah. I've done more of that than like podcasting. Talking. But, yeah. And yeah, I've done, I've done more of like, I've done more of like singing, recording than like talking. Yeah. Different bands, your own band. Yeah. Yeah. My, I have like a solo project and like I went to, I went to school for like engineering and vocal performance and stuff like that. Oh, we're at? Uh, Millican University in mm-hmm. Decatur, okay. Illinois. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the good thing about being in Decatur, Illinois, is that if you're bored, you go practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've spent many of times in Decatur. I had family who yeah. lived there, so I used to go there as a kid. Yeah, yeah I know. What a weird place. Yeah, but uh, that's every town under like <laughs> fifty thousand people. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> For sure. it starts to get a little yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, when you grow up with it. Did you? Are you from Chicago? I'm from. Did we start? Did we, should we start? Did we? we should, this is how we start. We just we start, start. We start talking. Yes. So where did you grow up? <laughs> I I grew up in um, Belleville, Illinois, which is Belleville. like right next to St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, St. Louis. Meet me there. Um, what brought you up yonder? Um. Well, so um, I graduated from Milliken in 2018, um, and the music business professor there at the time. Um, it was his first year there, Martin Atkins, um, and it was my last year. Um, and I was going to go to Nashville, and I, I had previously interned to cut records, um, like lacquers. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was like, don't do that. Come to Chicago and be my assistant. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> cool, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my my sister's up here, so I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool to be like near some family. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I literally I lived at about three blocks that way um, for a month in his house. And then I lived above the studio for three years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I, I came here for a job. <laughs> Short answer. <laughs> right, right, right after college. Yeah, right after college. So yeah. you're what, like 26, 27? I'm 27, yeah. 27, okay. Yeah. So about five years or so? Yeah, yeah, I've been here for five years. You like it? I love it. Yeah. I love Chicago. Yeah, and I, I'd spent a lot of time up here because my sister moved up here years ago. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so, so we spent, we spent a, a good amount of time up here visiting and seeing performances and that kind of stuff. And sometimes on spring breaks, I'd come stay in her apartment, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I feel, I, so I feel like in Chicago, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Like if you're making art, you're an artist, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, and you're making good art, you're making bad art. Like there are so many places, especially once like once the like the music business kind of like takes over in a city rather than like the kind of DIY culture like it's either okay well you need to be working with like this caliber of personnel or like artist or whatever to be like considered anything but a hobbyist mm-hmm. and i've just never felt that in chicago no we have yeah. a very unique middle ground this gray area of the music industry and the fine art industry yeah <laughs> the acting industry everything about the arts, we're like amazing and solid at it in a way that's just just hidden away, just enough. You have some yeah. people that break through, yeah. But something about the city, it's really good at a lot of things, and I love it for the music scene. It's it's a very accessible music scene, a very easy one to approach in general to yeah. get into to navigate. A lot of what creates and destroys and moves music scenes is just geography. Oh yeah. Is there a mountain there? Is there a river? Do I have to go 
like if you're in New York, do I have to go across Manhattan to get to that borough? Right. Never mind, I'm not going to that show tonight. Like these things will right. stop you. And in Chicago, there's traffic. It's a huge city. But yeah. it's not that hard to get across it. And it's and it's not that hard to like find something pretty near you. Yeah. Like it's it's just like people are doing stuff all the time. I mean I mean I think I I found I found DZ in in lockdown. Um, but like seeing just like what you were doing, I was like, oh, I can just like do that. Yeah. Like, and it's just like a city just full of people that do that. Yeah. You just do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 You just do that. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> yeah. And like, and like, and, and even if you can't do it like all yourself, which like you very rarely can, like someone else is going to be like, oh, I kind of want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't find someone here, I don't know where you could. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, to, it's a great city to try something. Yeah. To experiment to yeah. fail it's it's a great place for that i'm convinced i wouldn't be able to do what i do if it was any other city but this one it's like the perfect place to do your own very big diy approach to everything and the fest yeah. and all that you can't pull it off in other cities again the the layout of it we right. have a, every major highway goes through us all the major trains major air, airlines like everything right boom and you always have this fresh world in mind of new people coming through because of our uh, universities and colleges right. and institutions, jobs. So there's never a lull in like artists and bands because the next 19-year-old in, at Columbia, the Art <laughs> Institute is going to come through anyway and start the new, like it's never ending. For better or worse. And, <laughs> never, <laughs> end, yeah, for never ending. Never ending, yeah. Um, yeah. What got you started with your mom records? Talk about that um, and what you do there. Oh, uh, well, your mom records is just me in my apartment mm-hmm. in general. <laughs> um, what neighborhood? I'm in Ukrainian village now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool I spot. Really love it there. Yeah, lots of, lots of, it's, it ranges so vastly, which is something that I really liked about Bridgeport is like it ranges really vastly in like demographic. I love it. In yeah. terms of like, there are young and old people and everyone in between and like, you know, families and couples and single people and, you know, everything, you know. I, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that, that makes a stronger community in general. Yeah. Um, for me, at least. But um, so in 2021, um, I had a bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> um, and I And I was just like, man, I cannot do this anymore. And so I just... I decided to like take a break. What was this? What, were, um, what, what could you not do anymore? I was I was a personal assistant for uh, Martin Atkins, um, and I helped run his label, and we did a couple of tours, um, and yeah, I learned so much so fast. Mm-hmm. Like he is just a incredible. He is full of knowledge and experience. Um, and ideas at all times. Like when when lockdown happened, like we I didn't have a day off. Mm-hmm. Like there was never a there was never like a what are we gonna do? He was yeah. like, yeah. this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. And and I mean we did we did probably a hundred online events throughout all of that. Um and you know, did did all kinds of like screen printing workshops and like online like workshops in that way. Um, and just about like kind of how to run your career. What company is this? Um, he runs Invisible Records. Invisible Records. Um, but now he also uh, he also has written three books. One of them, 
the more fun like table like coffee table read is um, Welcome to the Music Business. You're fucked. Um, <laughs> if you've seen that around, I feel I feel like I see that in like random people's apartments. Sometimes. I wish I had my music business <laughs> students read that one. You definitely should. You, do, <laughs> you teach at Columbia. Uh, I teach at Columbia, and I teach full time at the art. Uh, sorry, I misspoke. I teach full time at SA. Oh, God, I'm applying and working at so many places <laughs> that I'm like, where am I at now? ISU, Illinois State University. So oh, I go nice. down there on Tuesdays oh, and Thursdays. In Bloomington. Yeah. So nice. like tomorrow I'll drive 132 Whoa. miles there. That's what. That's basically what he's doing with mm-hmm. Milliken. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that's twice brutal. a week. Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. That's it's brutal. twice a week, and it gives me a lot of free time the other days and the massive summers off. Right. Long winter breaks. It's right. university, and it's full time. So I get the health insurance and Love some that. other perks. And then Columbia's part-time on Wednesdays, two classes. So there's a lot of teaching and then all this stuff the other days. Wow. So, yeah, it's fun, but I learn a lot, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pr- I am was probably doing something very similar to what you were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so, like, running his web store and, like all, like, all of his email campaigns and just, like, generally, like, you know, getting products made, that kind of thing. Um, and then in 2021, he decided to open up in the space very near here, the Museum of Post-Punk and Industrial Music. Um, and it, it, so my, so like his, his building used to be a funeral home, mm. um, which means it has crazy tall ceilings for some reason, because it was like a chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I go in there, there's more, more stuff, more Where context. It's like three blocks that way. What um, do you know the streets? I, I've never heard. It's of it. my old apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, I you used, lived in a few. In, I used to live in the top floor. And what kind the, of? And then I. No, and then, what kind of ghosts and so many? Jesus. Uh, no. Well, well, the well, the only time that I remember, and I wouldn't. I I generally, I'm not. I'm not that kind of person in general. Like, I don't get super spooked very mm-hmm. easily. But and I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have even remembered this if his old assistant hadn't asked me. Um, so I lived on the top floor and the office was in the basement. Um, and it also had like a small studio in there, a screen printing workshop. And for a time in the studio, we had like the drums set up and I kept hearing like the drums playing, but like he was not there like at like three o'clock in the morning. Like he would Mm -hmm. not come and practice drums at three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, and not like at least give me a heads up. You never went to go check? Of course not. I know. I mean, I'd be so curious. I would not. No, 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 no. no. You, I, you have to. I, well, I, le, I let now sleeping, you can't confirm I anything. I let sleeping dogs lie. But but the old assistant was like, "Have you ever heard the drums playing? Like like unprompted." That what? She was like, have you, "Did you ever like hear That's the drums crazy. playing like really late at night?" <laughs> like, and I was like, "Dude." Yes, and she was. I'm like, sure, he's not pulling a prank on you, where he puts like a speaker. There's down there no and plays way. It. He, oh, okay, he is. He is a prankster. I would totally but, do like, that like people. I don't know. I. <laughs> Maybe I should ask him. I should ask him. That's like, kind of freaky. But I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that it was a prank. Like I don't. I don't think that he's that invested in like <laughs> gaslighting me. I feel like it'd be a lot of effort. Like he, he, he likes a low effort prank. Like, yeah. Like you open the door and he like smacks his own face. He's like, oh god, like yeah, that kind of right. thing. Like, oh no. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I I was doing that and it was just. 
I had just been doing it for a long time and I was having, you know, an identity crisis because we hadn't been able to go outside for like three years. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Don't even get started. Or, well, maybe like a year and a half at that point. Too long. A little while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, still going somehow. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... So I just was like, you know what? I need to go do something else. And so I worked at like an Ulta in Wicker Park for like six months. And in between there, I was just like, you know what? I just want to do something else. And I'd always put out my own like solo project music under Your Mom Records. Um, And so I was just like, what if that was just mine? And I looked it up, and I was like, no one's ever done this? Like, mm. for real? Like, well, there's no way. Like, some 19-year-old has had to have made, like, a yearmomrecords.com or something. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, no. Um, so, so yeah, and, and it just it just kind of started as, like, doing these kind of small projects. I brought, I brought some visual aids. Yeah. If you would like to see. Sure. This was this was the first one. So these are all lathe cuts. Yes. They're seven inches, but they're all lathe cuts, so they're like, um, they're a plexiglass. Oh, I know late night laundry well. Yeah, oh, they rock. Love That's them. awesome. I've if you, with them. I did bring two because if you would like one, <gasps> if you don't have one, of course I would. Yeah, the blue or the orange. They're so good. I know they're so good. Very Their drummer talented. is wild. He's in a lot of bands. Yeah, he is. He's so talented. Yeah, and uh, and Emma is a very talented like designer as well. So so these are so. This is basically like a sneeze guard, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a plexiglass, um, and they're cut one at a time on a lathe, mm. um, rather than like pressing a bunch. So they're a little bit cheaper. You can do shorter runs. Yeah, I have um, some. I have some lathe cuts too from yeah bands. But, the, but then I do like I do like hand painted or like screen printed and hand painted or whatever kind of stuff to the sleeves. Um, so they're all just like a little different, you know, and they. Mm-hmm. It's like the conversation ends up becoming a bit more like, which one would you like rather than like, please buy my shit. Yeah. Um, which is kind of So you fun. make all these? Yeah. And yeah. all the artwork? Um, it depends. Pink Squeeze, so, I know them too. Yeah, cool. fun gals. Or fun pals. Um, this one has my, my cat, my cat's footprint in it. I know Daydream Review too. Yeah, Daydream Review, they just moved. Look um, at that. Yeah, so like, so for example, the Pink Squeeze one, um... Anna already had their their like digital artwork done, um, and I and so then I was just like, oh well, could you just send me the line work and I'll make a screen like a silk screen for it, and then I did all kinds of different like abstract like painting okay. behind it and then just screen printed over, okay, um, or like sometimes it's collages. This was like four screens. This was the biggest one that I'd ever done. It was very hard. this one. Yeah, it was so hard. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. <laughs> see everyone. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe. All, at least the next time will be easier. Can you explain <laughs> the lathe cutting process? So, uh, do you know how records are mm-hmm. regularly made? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, for those that don't, um, you have the. So you have like the record, which is pressed, right? But before you have the stampers, you have the lacquer. Um, so it's like a very thin sheet of metal, a little bit bigger than a regular record and it's covered in a varnish. And then with a precious gemstone cutting head, um, electricity is like run through it and then the vibrations cut into the record and that's how 
it's transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically that same process for mastering, but just over and over again mm-hmm. into a cheaper material. Um, it has some like stir like the lays like excuse me the lays that are cutting these. Um, they're a lot of times they're much older. Um, sometimes like people would have them like in their homes, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a lot sturdier materials than like the big, and they're much smaller than like the big Neumanns that would cut traditional lacquers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you just do it one at a time and then. Do you have one of these at your place? I don't. That is the, that is the dream. <laughs> We're working on that. We're getting there because that'd be really great to be able to you know, offer, like, doing some of the stuff for bands, like, way cheaper um, just because I'm able to do more of the steps. Mm-hmm. Vertical integration, for those of you that are playing business at home, apparently that's what that's called. Um, <laughs> taking more of the steps of your production process mm-hmm. <laughs> under your wing. Um, but, yeah, I... I've been really... I've been really enjoying, like, this kind of stuff, but I also do, like, backyard shows and just, like one-off, like, kind of, I don't know, consulting feels like a strong word. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing all the time. So, But, like, sometimes people just come to me and be like, what What do I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what are you, like, you looking for? Or, like, what would you suggest? Or just, like, even if they're just, like, trying to learn how to screen print on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, some troubleshooting with that. And I really like doing that. Um, taking, taking bands out on, like, little tours, stuff like that. Oh, like, kind of hook them up with where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do, is this... A full-time thing, a part-time thing, both. Uh, it's life, it's hobby, it's passion, it's work. It's it's w- all of What those. is it to you right now? It's all of the Oh, right now. Right now I'm trying to figure it out. You've caught me on such a, such an odd day. This is the first day off truly that I've taken in like a long time, mm-hmm. like three years mm-hmm. at least. And really, yeah, <laughs> like that wasn't for like a wedding or funeral or other work. <laughs> so no, no vacation, no travel, no work travel, some work travel, but that doesn't really count. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just, so yeah. So this, this right now to me is just like. It's finally becoming something that, like, I could see myself being able to do, like, more mm-hmm. long-term and, like, full-time, which is really exciting. Are you doing any um, other jobs or gigs right now? Yeah, my uh, my day job is uh, at a company called Vinyl Me Please, which okay. is, like, a vinyl subscription service. Okay. Um, so I'm the, er, their e-commerce coordinator. I do, like, really, like, like coding on the back end. And, okay. So like, it's, make it's their similar. It's akin to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, good that it's similar yeah it's it's been cool and and like it's been interesting to be able to learn about just like how some of this stuff like scales up in certain ways how Um, does it scale up in certain ways weird (laughs) um (laughs) like i like i for example i never knew like at these bigger pressing plants at a certain point you're ending up like buying capacity if that like do you like i'd never heard of that kind of like, oh, that's in our capacity, which is like, okay, I'm going to press X number of records this year with you. I don't know what they are. I don't know where they're going to be, but I'm going to press this many. And you have to reserve, like, time and space and labor and materials for me to do that. Um, 
which I which is just like mind boggling to me to be able to like tell like tell what that's gonna be <laughs> you know like just like mm-hmm. just like the amount of like lead time like that it it like almost like triples or like quadruples sometimes for some of these like larger releases or like once once you're I'm, I mean I'm sure I'm sure you're doing some of that every once in a while like just like a I feel I feel like some of these like some of these projects I turned around in like a month or like mm-hmm. two weeks, mm-hmm. um, but like they're at my day job like there's like sometimes things are like in production for like or like including like the pre production and negotiations for like four years yeah like which is just crazy yeah right like and how um, many pressing like if someone wanted to do like ten thousand vinyl um well so I mean I think if you wanted to do just like a hundred. Oh, right. right. That's that's like, you know, a couple months right. probably, depending on what's up. Um and depending on how nice you are to your vendors. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. but um yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, for like some of like the records of the month, like we're pressing like ten K of them for and like they all have to be ready for whatever month they're the feature of, because mm-hmm. otherwise that's like a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, right, kind of stuff like that's that. That's a bigger ban if you're doing ten K versus Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 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 And so it's just like the all all of the things that go into it, like just how how they kind of like how some of the details become somehow even more important, like as you're doing that, mm-hmm. um, and like depending on, you know, I think I think like it's it's been really valuable to see how like like how differently sometimes you have to like deal with artists in some ways like just like everyone is at like a different place in like their life and their journey and like what they want out of whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. and like meeting people where they are like it being just such like a valuable skill and just kind of like especially when like I feel like conflict within the industry can be like so scary because you're working with all your friends most of the time Mm -hmm. like and and it can be really hard to be like no, I'm sorry. I'm not like yes, you're my friend, but like I can't like I can't just like will this into thin air for you. <laughs> like like I'm like I you know, I can't I can't just like make it happen mm-hmm. because we're buds kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and like learning how to like say no or how to maybe give them a different option um or like a suggestion for like what maybe we could do better in the future, like in communicating, like that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I think I think that's been something that, like, being fu- experiencing it in like the corporate world has like in not informed, but like made me really look at like how I do it in just like outside of that and like in my in my life, like just like being a little bit more direct, even like even though I'm like being caring about it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it takes a long time to learn how to, in a polite, sincere manner, say no or give a different perspective on it without sounding condescending or right. rude. Right, right. It, it's very much a skill set. Right, and, def- and definitely, like, I certainly do not know everything. Yeah. Right, like, certainly not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, very obviously, like, and, like, and, like, I've definitely, you know, made mistakes throughout, like, my professional life. But, like, I think a lot of people, as long as you're willing to, like, you know, just kind of move forward with some grace and, like, be nice, mm-hmm. like, 
no one really cares. Like they can get over a lot. Like they can, yeah. like, you know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Especially, especially when like it's just always going to benefit you more to like be able to collaborate with people. Mm-hmm. Like it, and and to like be open to it. Like in a in a way that like respects how sometimes those relationships morph, you know, and mm-hmm. like and like how they'll inform what you're working on, mm-hmm. you know. You ever have a lot of? Do you ever have issues with with that? It, it could be hard. Um, I mean, or is it most things you you're old enough, mature enough that you can kind of just not have too much of a problem with it? I think in general, I'm just like I can I can like le- I can let it go really easy, mm. um, or I can just like kind of ignore it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like either one works. Yeah, sometimes. like yeah, it's like eventually like if you aren't hearing me when I like politely say no, then like I just. I don't have to say it again. Yeah. Um, or like, oh, or like, I don't know. Like, like I, th- I feel like the internet sometimes makes people really bold in like being like, Hey, what's up? I'm making an EP. Here it is. You got to listen to it. Or like, let me know what's up. Or like, I'd love your feedback. And it's like, I appreciate that. And I like appreciate that they would like want my advice, but like, I'm just a person mm-hmm. and like it's a Sunday at yeah. like midnight. Like, <laughs> yeah. please, like we have to look inward mm-hmm. and like figure out like what, what are you actually doing this for? Mm-hmm. And like, what do you want out of it? And like, what is going to make like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's really easy to become disingenuous in the name of like marketing. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, to be like, oh yeah, this 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 is this business is all about relationships, and like just be like, oh, I need to have as many relationships as possible. Damn the quality, like don't don't worry about like how you are treating people, like. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like that stuff like comes back to you. It'll you come know? back to haunt you if there's some really disingenuous easy. things going on. Yeah, there. right. It's just like weird. You know, any nefarious intentions. It'll come back to get you. Maybe, especially if you want to have longevity in this. Like, if if right. your mom records is what you want to do forever, right? Then you have to. It's where the saying "the customer is always right" comes from. Like the customer's using that, right? Like, why wouldn't the person who's doing the thing know more than the customer? Of course, they would know more. Right. It's that saying's more about to keep everyone happy so you can yeah, keep, keep doing this piece. because people the internet's a dangerous place because people can say negative things without any repercussions because they're not they wouldn't do it like this to your face right they don't have a problem doing it on a social media platform or a blog or a review um that's why i don't trust like yelp reviews and stuff yeah it's so tragic i'm like, like who goes home and Gets mad and just goes. I, their their eggs were like, too. Like, just tell me if there's a patio or not or whatever. Yes, like, I don't trust it because I don't trust people's opinions about something. Yeah, I, I can't tell you many times I liked a food or an album or a venue or a a vacation that because I I mean I liked it because I'm very specific in what I like. And someone else goes, "All oh, that like that coffee shop sucks." And it's like, well, then I go have it and it's fine. You're like, well. Are you that person that goes on Yelp and gives them that review because you didn't like one thing about it or the music was too loud? Yeah. It's just too subjective to to do that. So it makes it a little hard. It makes me scared to like be even more strict and honest. You have to be a little bit more soft with it, you know? Yeah, right. Out of fear that someone's going to like do that because they mm. will and they can. Same mm. thing with um, like student reviews for like a class. Uh, yeah. And I was like, they're anonymous. They could say whatever they want. If I give them a bad grade, with they don't like me. 
because they didn't come to class. And right. now, you know, there's a correlation with bad reviews and bad students. Yeah. 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 So Ugh. are you a, so are you a record label? Do you sign, band? like how, what, what, what are all the things you do? I have two artists that I've been working with like pretty consistently. Pretty much everyone here. These, so these two are the ones that I work with consistently. Calico Loco and A Day Without Love. Um, but pretty much everyone else has been kind of like one-off stuff, Mm -hmm. um, here and there, which has been cool. Um, and I, it's been, it's been like cool to like see how like some of that would work in terms of like a contract, like from like a contracting perspective. Like I'd never really thought of like Mm -hmm. doing that. Um, and, and it's nice whenever I feel like I get a lot of like cross pollination with like other labels. Like, um, like this first one I did was with, um, an artist named, two artists, Leche Mallow and, um, Jeremy Ferreira and Jeremy was on American Standard Time Records in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean Jewel, who's very kind, um, was so helpful and like so nice in like, like it was my first project that I'd ever done kind of like under this new name and like on my own and, he was just like really supportive and like willing to kind of stick his neck out and like just kind of let me run with it. Um, and, and I feel like that's been what's been really rewarding. And, and I feel, I feel like a similar way whenever I host like these like backyard shows with touring artists. Mm-hmm. In um, your backyard? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's technically in my neighbor's backyard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're cool with it, obviously. They're very cool. They're very cool with it. They, um, I take care of all of the like, organizational stuff and they they do all the sound um and you know open up their courtyard for that's us. cool um, when's the next show thursday would you like to come <laughs> I, would, I would love to come i, I will what time is it at because uh, music at 7 30 i get home from isu yeah what time i like that time you at, should come you should come i might be able to. yeah come catch come catch the last couple or whatever and we have pizza afterwards so. nice who's all playing um two artists um from uh, the Pacific Northwest. Okay. I, I know one of them is named Westmoreland, and I think the other one is Lily something. Lily something. Um, Lily something. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Sleepers Bell, who I've seen around, but I haven't heard them, but so I'm really excited to hear them. And Ari Lindo from uh, Late Night Laundry is oh. going to play a solo set. Which cool. I'm really excited to hear. I didn't know that they did that. So are these show? Do you put these? Like, do you book everything and do all the logistics for this? Um. They come to me in a variety of ways. Uh, like this one, it was just on Instagram. Uh, Hemlock, they're they're a singer songwriter in Chicago. Um, they posted about needing a space for someone, and I was like, I'm down if you guys need it still or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're just doing that. Or sometimes it'll be a touring artist, or sometimes I'll just be like, eh, I want to have a good time. Let's you know get some get some people around. Mm-hmm. Um, we've uh, I also helped host some stuff at the Garden DIY on the West Side. Um, I helped host Molly's birthday, and that was like a fun little like kind of open mic and potluck and mm-hmm. top people house screen print and stuff like that. So that was fun. Um, so yeah, it's just been a, about like a year and a half of kind of doing whatever I want, seeing what sticks, mm-hmm. seeing seeing what could go better. <laughs> um, What's so. your favorite part of all the different things you do with it? From shows to screen, like making the art to the actual lathing to like, what what's your favorite part of all? I don't that? do the actual cutting yet, okay. so that's that's the aspirational portion. I I I've gone through two people who've been really 
awesome. Um, Zach at Precarian Cuts in Tucson. Um, and Ethan at Funky Frankenstein in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And they're both very talented. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I think I think it's been kind of like this synthesis of kind of all of these things mm-hmm. that I've done. Like, because it's like I have I have like the the vinyl background, but I also have like kind of the I I I feel like sometimes my time with Martin was like a master's in like DIY, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and of just like is he older? Yeah, he's uh, he'll be sixty five this year. I think. Okay. Um, his his first band was uh, Public Image Limited with like Johnny Rotten. That was Johnny Rotten's solo project after the oh, Sex okay. Pistols. Okay, um, that's pretty cool. In the eighties, yeah, he's he's wild. Um, I really I'm I'm can't wait to connect you guys. I think you guys will hit it off. Yeah, I'd love to talk um, to him. But yeah, so it's just kind of like taking kind of all of these things that I had tried to soak up over the last couple of years and just doing those over and over again and and figuring out which things I like and which things I don't like. Like, like, uh, this, this collaging is really cool, but I can't do more than like <laughs> 50 of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I did like a hundred of these. Um, that's this, exhausting. This, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So, so like this is, um, this is a torn up copy of all you need to know about the music business by Donald Passman. Okay. Um, cause what is it that you, only need to know about the music business or what Uh, all do you need to know about the music business it's 600 pages um ranging from like copyright and like sync licensing Mm -hmm. to like all that fun stuff labels and touring and merchandising and Mm -hmm. and 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 um just for the record this is an old copy i had i had i have a different (laughs) update copy you didn't just cut up the the nice one yeah no i promise (laughs) um uh and I think the only other books that he, I looked him up one time. I think the only other books he has are like vampire novels, <laughs> um, which I think is really funny. Um, and I think like maybe like a juggling book, but don't go, don't go. I feel like it was something ridiculous. Vampires juggling and music. I, business. Like what's happening? Like you know, what, what are that's your? That's what the music industry does. Like, to what you. are your credentials? I I get that, and and it's like, you know the more. I remember looking this up in like my senior year legal issues class. I was like, "Who is this dude?" Mm-hmm. And and I found that. So, but you know, I get it more and more as I do this. Like, yeah, it is. It is just vampires and juggling. Um, it, so. But that's every industry, right? Like, what industry isn't hard exactly. and difficult and everywhere and cutthroat and people making people don't and it's hard and debilitating, <laughs> yeah. suffering. That's 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 industries. Yeah. Especially anything in the arts. <laughs> Industries with the arts, it really gets to be a challenging one. Yeah, especially especially when there's always, like, this push and, like, this feeling that, like, someone else is going to be willing to do it for cheaper, faster, like, less compensation, you know, just mm-hmm. everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting to... I I think for a long time... I was just so hungry to, like, be in it um, that, like, I I did a lot of things that I would not do now, <laughs> you know? Like like, like, just, like, just working, like, crazy hours or, like, or just, like, you know, letting people kind of, like, take advantage of my, you know, my goodwill or, like, my work or or, mm-hmm. or my my... 
my dedication in some ways, I guess. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I think I think it's really easy in in the creative industries for it to be like, oh well, maybe you just aren't cut out for this or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like when really it's just like, no, you're just kind of being unreasonable. <laughs> like, yeah. Like no, and I and I'm 22. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I know it's been it's been nice to kind of take a second and be like, what 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 does the industry look like? What does the industry look like to me? What do I want it to look like? And how do I want to treat people within my portion of the industry? Mm-hmm. You know, and just like do that and see, and it doesn't go great all, every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you know, it no, of course not. But, but well, people it, are human. It's getting there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to catch people on a bad day. Right. I definitely have had a couple of bad days. Right. Yeah. Like, and it, <laughs> they're artists. I mean, we're talking about drugs and alcohol and right. And like I'm, and, a, I'm an artist myself too, right? Yeah. So it's like I get it. Like everything sucks, and <laughs> and no one will ever understand your genius. No, you know, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Appreciated the whole thing, and nor I. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but. yeah. No, it. Do you um, do you ever run into issues with like when you give like a, a price for something? Do people ever give you a problem? Not really. I think. I think honestly, it's like, and and to be fair, I. In terms of, like, funding, like, I've just been kind of doing... I've just been, like, doing it myself, like, out of, like, you know, whatever I, I have stashed away. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a ba- and And it's, like, far more important to me to have, like, a ba- if a band, like, really wants, you know, this kind of, like, physical good, which I think... And we could talk, we could talk more about how I just feel about vinyl in general later. But, like, if they want this on their merch table and they think that, like, their audience is going to connect with it, then I want to make that happen for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll front it a lot of times and just, like, be like, let's just, you, and you recoup me and we'll call it square. Yeah. Like, um, so I'm not, I'm not really, like, I'm not raking it in or anything by yeah. any means. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, no. Gen, so, like, I don't know. A lot, it's, it's hard to say no to, like, here I'll just do this thing for you in mm-hmm. case you asked and be and it's if they're willing to help to that that helps yeah like like Calico Loco like helped paint like and and I think that those those end up being a lot cooler like Danny Danny the lead singer from Calico Loco ended up like and I don't know that they would necessarily like see it this way but like it, I, it was cool to me to like see what came out of them mm-hmm. when they're just given kind of this blank space mm-hmm. And they, like, painted, like, the Puerto Rican flag. And I was just like, the rules. Like, I don't know. Like, that that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just I just think that that's, like, and it, and it's, like, and that's the one that they wanted to keep, which I think is, like, even cooler. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to see what people gravitate towards, like, what mediums they're gravitating towards. Like, like I, I thought, I thought these guys were gonna be so not into like the kind of foiling stuff that I was doing but they super work who is this um the this tower? is so this is um Hauntess and Ames window um which is Evan Opitz and uh Dove Hollis from Phantom Broadcast it's there. I know them I've yeah. worked with Evan many times uh homie yeah he's a cool guy he's the coolest he's the coolest great guitar player yeah so the I think uh the Hawk and the Thistle is his and then um the tower is doves oh, okay um that's cool small world we have a lot of similar people we've worked with yeah du- uh well dove went to millican 
Okay. Yeah. So we've been we've been friends for a long time. Um, so sweet. But yeah, it's been it's been really cool to just like see see what people gravitate towards in terms of like once they see once they understand what I'm doing, like being like, oh, I really like this about this portion, and mm-hmm. we can like kind of take it into what they want to do and mm-hmm. like how that looks. Um, a collaborative effort. Yeah, it's a collaborative, and I and I really like when they come with like the digital art already done, and so then I can kind of like bring it into the physical world and like but have it have like a little twist mm-hmm. um yeah do you the events you do are they called like your mom record shows oh um, yeah i've been calling them uh diy or die and then i put a number and then whatever like which one like, it is yeah like whatever like like subtitle i think of i think this one is diy or die homies help homies or something which you, one is this like what number uh, i think this is I think it's technically number nine. Number number nine. I think so. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I I do miss <laughs> putting on the house shows. The, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I, I did so many; it's a blur. But I'm sure <laughs> they won every month, and I yeah, did, I did them for eight years. Damn. Yeah, it was yeah. D- like seventy five or something. And crazy. I, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot to do all the audio, the sound, the yeah. setup, the booking. The beer, the lighting, the door, the whole thing. The whole thing. Trashed my home. Trashed yeah. everything. It's yeah. a lot of fun, though. I ha- Some great we have, times. We have much tamer crowds in general, I think. We do, like, a lot of, like, singer-songwriter kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a good um, way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and in general, um, I'm, I'm still pretty COVID-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so either we're outside, which I think, like, kind of brings down everyone's, like, like everyone's like relatively chill when they're outside, kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Um, and I require masks indoors still, so um, we aren't like distributing drinks in that way. So generally, like people aren't like crazy drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And we end by ten, you know. So it's like I I don't know. It's it. Do you know Shannon Curtis? Yeah. She wrote a book called uh, How to Make Like. 35k no like no booker no bouncer how do i know no business she she wrote she wrote a book about just like basically like diy touring and like playing in people's backyards and living rooms Mm -hmm. and like the like i would say they're like relatively tame like Mm -hmm. they're like they're not like a punk band like going around doing it so Mm -hmm. it's like i guess they're they're different like you know there there are advantages and drawbacks to like doing it that way but like she made a living doing that Mm -hmm. you know um, which is which was really cool to kind of see and see be done. And I, I feel like when I first got to Chicago, I was really in like the folk punk scene, mm-hmm. and that genre lends itself pretty easily to that kind of thing too. Because yeah. it's like, who's going to complain about the banjo next door? Like, yeah, you're going to sound like a dick. <laughs> like you yeah. know, like, yeah. it's just a banjo. Come it's on. easier to have shows when it's acoustic. Or oh it's yeah, tame. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where I was, it was or easier like to have full crowds. Bands. Like folk punks are really like, mm. like a big sober community generally. Yeah, usually the thing that stops it is the alcohol, drugs. Yeah, yeah. people being rowdy, breaking stuff, yeah, screaming, getting caught fair. peeing in the bush next door, all that jazz. Well, not in Mary's best <laughs> So you said it's your neighbor's backyard. Yeah, yeah two doors down. Um, yeah, he's a uh, he's a tenured professor at U Chicago. <laughs> like, oh, nice! So he just um, likes to have fun. Yeah, he just likes to have fun. Yeah, he 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 loves records. Um, 
I I would say he's probably the first person that my partner made friends with. Um, mm-hmm. Like after he moved to the city, I'd been here for three years. Like, and so everyone that he was meeting was like someone that I knew already. Mm-hmm. And he's the first person that he found. It's a good outside. friend of mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come have shows in my backyard. <laughs> Perfect. Like, my, let's like, go. You did so much work for me. And they <laughs> do the sound. He does the sound. Yeah. He does the sound. He generally <laughs> records. Awesome. He rules. I don't have to do any of that. I don't, that yeah. saves so much time and effort. So much time and effort. And his landlords are really cool. They're like down. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been cool. And, and, the the one neighbor, she's like, I can't hear it over my AC. Like, okay, cool. Great. It must not be that loud. Yeah, no, in general, no. Um, we have we and every once in a while we get away with like a jazz kit in the back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. The last time we had like a punk band, we did someone did call the cops, and the cops were like, I don't get it. It sounds good, like. How late was it? It was like 7 p.m. Oh, my God. I was God. like, dude, <laughs> like, please. That's so lame. It was, it was pretty loud. The first band was pretty loud. Then, much to my dismay, I was like, homies, please. It's going to be <laughs> really hard when I'm an old person for, like, <laughs> the neighbors and the neighborhood to upset me with sound. I'll have no right, like, on a, <laughs> on a cosmic level to ever complain about sound from anyone But you ever. will. But you will. I, I won't. I, like, I'm too <laughs> hard-headed to a big no. Younger me would not allow for me to like do this. I Honestly, can't do it. We need more of that. I think we need more of that energy. Well, I, I had a unique. I was the one causing the chaos forever. Still am. So yeah, I sympathize continues. with it. I get that. I the get best it. you could do is just communicate with neighbors, talk to them, text them. Yeah. Find good time windows to never break that bond. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I. Uh, I'm an aggressive friend maker mm-hmm. um i know i know a lot of people in the neighborhood yeah. so like generally um generally it's pretty much fine or like they know like where to find me if they're like having a weird time and they're like please stop mm-hmm. you know but um that's the first thing i tell people when they come to ask for some pointers of advice yeah I'm like you, you be gotta, cool to the neighbors you gotta be cool to the anyone neighbors. around you within a couple hundred feet in all directions be cool with them oh yeah be cool with them be cool with any patrolling police, you name it, anything like that that will stop you, and right. they will. They will be cool with them. Be cool with them. Be fair. Be negotiate. Nice. Be yeah. nice. Yeah. Respectful. Yeah. Um. After. After DZ Fest that I used to do in my backyard, we would. I'd have everyone go. People who were volunteering go around the neighborhood in like m- multiple blocks, even if it wasn't our garbage. Just pick up every piece of garbage you see, like all of it. So the next morning, the neighbors have no, they can't complain about it. No. Not only are they not finding like beer bottles and cigarette butts from the fest. But it's a cleaner than you They're not it. finding anything. Right. And they're like, wow, the neighborhood's spotless. So, and that, people would get annoyed. My, you know, friends would be like, I gotta go clean up at like midnight and go walk around in the dark and do this. But the last year, there was a like neighborhood watch group chat on Facebook, like a page that all the moms would be on. Right. Who else? (laughs) And talking about, like, the neighborhood. And one mother brought up DZ Fest and was like, what is this thing? How is this legal? How is this happening? Was, like, not (laughs) cool about it. And then all the moms came to my rescue, who I don't even know. We're just like, no, it's great for the community. They clean up the streets afterwards. And... I looked at all my friends and I was like, "You see that? It paid you off. See why we do that? They rescued us. Like they did. If anyone <sighs> can sh- shut it down, a DIY thing, it is a tax-paying homeowner who lives down the street. 
because that's who the police have to listen to. That's right. who the mayor or the aldermen have to listen to. Right. So you have to be like you got to do all that preliminary work and relationship building right beforehand. Oh yeah. And that's the number one thing. A lot of the DIY spots that don't last long, they don't do any of that stuff. Nineteen-year-old yeah. cartoons who don't talk to anyone. It, they don't right. work it. They don't work it. Yeah, and it's it just it's just kind of a bummer. And it's like, I, I, so like the. The slogan that I've been not not even slogan, just like what I have been kind of trying to sh- turn over in my head over and over. Mantra. Mantra. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is it? <laughs> um, the kind of like mantra that I've been having since I started the label was that like you know I I think everyone deserves a good mom, mm-hmm. and that like everyone can be a good mom. Mm-hmm. Like you have the capacity to care really deeply about the people that you around that mm-hmm. you live with yeah um and that includes your neighbors even if like like i don't i don't know i think i think i think if everyone talked to their neighbors things would get better like a lot faster yeah like a lot a lot if a there lot is faster. a difference you can do it's not posting or blabbing about stuff you can't control on the internet it's talking to your neighbors be cool with them yeah. have a sense of community that's, that's very real and that actually has an impact on the community on the kids that live in that neighborhood yeah on the Firemen, police, aldermen. The the internet's not real. Like it's it's a it's a pinpoint of the glimpse of reality that really exists. It's not very real. But yeah. your house, your apartment, your complex, your block, your streets, these are all really real. Yeah. And keep them clean, talk to people, communicate, tell them when you're gonna do something, when you're not. Invite them. Yeah. Invite them. Hey, come or having a that's, show, come hang out. That's my thing, is that like I I'm I'm always so surprised at the amount of like people that like I'm just gonna like why? Why did your neighbor shut it down? Oh, because you didn't invite them. That's yeah. crazy. They're just mad like, you didn't why invite did, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at this point, like I would, yeah. If you didn't invite me, I'd be like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like I, I, you know, there, you know, I, I had one neighbor who, I think, has had an odd life, <laughs> um, and someday he will tell me about that. Um, but. You know, he, he wasn't super on board, but, like, I just kept, like, a six-pack of Miller Lite for him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you are welcome anytime, and mm-hmm. it will be here mm-hmm. every time we do one of these. And, you, and, yeah. and, uh, and eventually I just left the Miller Lite out for him. But <laughs> Did it work? Did he drink it? He took it. Yeah, it's gone. It. Wasn't there the next day? <laughs> Good enough for me. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've I've always been, like, the kid on the playground that's like, "Hi, I'm Molly. Want to be my friend?" Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just I don't I don't think I've ever really lost it. So I I don't mm-hmm. know, but I think like that's one of my better traits. And and certainly like some people are just not into it, and that's fine. And they don't have to talk to me. But I bounce back pretty fast. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it turns out when you meet enough people, you start to realize there are really recluses and and introverts to the highest degree. Some people do not want to chat chat or do anything or go anywhere it's very real and it's okay and it's okay i don't know if there's longevity in living like that but it's okay yeah that's yeah. your and, prerogative and 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 eventually you will tell me what you need yeah <laughs> and i will try to the best of my ability to figure it out and mm-hmm. and and help you out with it but um but yeah no i um yeah i i think i'm pro meeting your neighbors mm-hmm. pro meeting your neighbors pro like getting to know them like what do like like the last year and a half of my life would be significantly less colorful without someone who was willing to like open up their home and like 
do this with me. Right. You know? And <laughs> Yeah. That's a really cool neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes and, and like sometimes you don't look out like that, I guess. Like some but I don't know. Pretty good. I'd rather take the chance. <laughs> I'd say most people can pull it off if you just go do the the groundwork. Yeah. Everyone talked, warrant, like let them know. Like, hey, text me if it's too loud. Yeah. Like don't call the cops, just text me and then I'll do something about it. That type of stuff. That's it's all how, how could very few people get mad at that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You uh you brought up records earlier, vinyl, you said to talk about it. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I what are your thoughts on vinyl? I know. I love vinyl. I think it's the I think it's like I think it's what has fundamentally changed like how I interact with music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really stream. Like I'll stream like music in my car and road trips sometimes. Yeah. But like or like if it's new bands that don't have vinyl, like mm-hmm. I'll stream that, obviously. Um trying to like be more on Bandcamp or whatever. But um or like YouTube music, I think like pays out the best technically. They're um, all garbage and yeah, yeah. Like ten, ten, ten times zero horse. is still zero. Um, I but started. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, this um, billion dollar company pays a little bit better than that billion dollar company. What do you know? Wow, how kind <laughs> of them. <laughs> They're so nice. How many yachts? <laughs> like, jeez. Uh. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I wake up now and I just get to like pick out a record to kind of start my day, mm-hmm. and. Like, sometimes, you know, you just, like, stumble on something, like, that you hadn't really thought about in a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm investing more and more of, like, my time in my life and, like, doing things that, like, are not suggested to me, mm-hmm. like, by these companies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I, think, I think vinyl has been a big part of that. And just, like, the kind of community aspect of it in terms of, like, going to record stores or, like, record swaps or... Mm-hmm. You know, um, supporting your your friends, yeah, local, yeah, even touring musicians, yeah, supporting your friends and touring musicians, having more visceral connection to the sound that you yeah. digest. You know? Yeah, and I I think for me to begin with, like the thing that really kind of brought me into vinyl was like for for a while in school, I was so obsessed with like kind of I I was really deep into like bluegrass, mm-hmm. and their like their recording process is so bare bones and like so about like what is going on in the room, mm-hmm. and you know what what the musicians are doing mm-hmm. in real time like that kind of thing. They self mix. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Like like um, like uh, do you know the Punch Brothers? Mm-mm. Uh, do you know Chris Thiele? Or Nickel Creek? That Chris Thiele sounds familiar. Chris Thiele is a very talented mandolin player. Um. And his, one of his albums, which is basically, like, the first Punch Brothers album, um, which is, like, probably the best contemporary bluegrass group in the world right now, mm-hmm. um, How to Grow a Woman from the Ground, it's two, it's two like, omni-mics, and they basically like mixed themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just what went down. And, and uh, right before I interned for Cutting Lacquers um, at the same studio, Welcome 1979, in Nashville love them um they do these like direct disc recordings so Mm -hmm. it's played live it's mixed live and it's cut live Mm -hmm. um and that's like every bit of silence you hear is just everyone being really quiet like every move is the engineer you know moving like every every move that you hear is like the engineer controlling it Mm -hmm. you know um it's, it's like 
one it's like it's like the whole curtain is gone like mm-hmm. the veil between like you and what was happening mm-hmm. um and i think that's really really cool and i feel like now i'm getting more into like what makes these sounds that i really like now like i've gotten kind of out of the out of the bluegrass hole uh, though i do love it um and like that's why i play mandolin but um yeah it's Vinyl in particular, I feel like has has that for me in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Like, when did you start collecting it? Um, probably, probably when I started um, learning how to cut, but more more seriously in the last like year or so since I started working for Vinyl Me Please. Cool. Um, Been getting a good collection going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you need any? Um, <laughs> no, I have too many. I have like six hundred upstairs. I would love to see them before I leave. <laughs> yeah, if that's okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, I I will boast that my sound system and vinyl collection is pretty ridiculous okay, okay it's pretty i mean i couldn't be doing what i do if i, I believe, didn't have I, the creme uh, to the creme my 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 setup is getting there i have a i have like a project um turntable that hangs on the wall um what it's pretty cool i mean it hangs on the wall it it it's like bolted to the wall and so the 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 record spins like that so you can watch it um <laughs> Don't even get me started. Uh, it's it and and yes, it like looks really cool, but it's mostly because my apartment is very small. Um, so, so like we could not the vibrations. Have, it's never a problem. It's like it like I can count on one hand the amount of times like someone's like closed the front door and then it skips like once, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's great. Project. I got a pro tip for you. Yes. Get that project off the wall and put it on hockey pucks. It comes with it comes with the it comes with like a stand too, so mm-hmm. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But the table space, yeah. <laughs> it's that that's sixteen by sixteen is too much. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. <laughs> like the the records mm-hmm. already take up uh, take up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So but got some speakers going. They're they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're nothing. They're nothing special. They're mm-hmm. nothing to, nothing special. Um, and like a little. Like phono preamp that I found on Facebook Marketplace for yeah. thirty dollars, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but it does the job. Yeah, it sounds it does something. Sounds fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds great. That's cool. It can crank it. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and I feel like I feel like vinyl. I feel like my mom would break out the vinyl records like at Christmas mm-hmm. or like very randomly in like the summer. Like, I remember, I remember her like putting on like. Barry Manilow records and stuff. Oh, so you grew up listening to some records? Yeah, yeah, like a little bit. But, but I, I, you know, I was coming up like right at the dawn of like CDs and stuff. So, yeah. so I was mostly collecting CDs. To Same. Begin with. Yeah, I yeah. was too. CDs, um, cassettes a little bit. I was born in '89, so some cassettes, but it was mostly CDs. Yeah. And then I started getting vinyl in 2010. Mm-hmm. Like it just started. It it really wasn't popular yet it was like right before that wave like 2012 13 is when it started to really become a thing so i just got in there but yeah i mean been collecting them since then and a lot of my favorite ones have been bands i work with that you know just give you records and that's it's cool they're really personal you know signed by them notes things like that right it's cool cool to have that unique stuff to have yeah yeah i love Mm -hmm. that and i i yeah i've 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 kind of begun to feel the same way about like these like i I Mm -hmm. don't throw them on like super often 
But when I do, I'm just like, oh, weird. Like, it's it's so weird how, like, I think there are so many records that can kind of take me back to a certain, like, place or time. But, like, mm-hmm. these in particular are like, oh, I was, that was in this apartment at 4 a.m. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. That's cool. Yeah, I wish, I hope more people get into to vinyl. Um, for two big reasons. You, you support the artist. You oh, know? yeah. Much, much more direct way. I and they feel like. it directly. Right. now, instead of having 100 vinyl on tour, they have 50. Like, they, they feel it. and they feel Literally. It, they feel it in their <laughs> yeah. pocket, too, financially. Yeah. And then uh, the psychological elements of just, like, the intention. When you put on a record, you most of the time have to pay attention and then in paying attention you're like connected to it you analyze it differently yeah just spending like some more like real time with like the artist and like what Mm -hmm. like what their through line is and like what the thought is and Mm -hmm. that's something that since i since like the beginning of kind of my career i guess was in mastering like i I like train even when I was mostly streaming. Like I trained myself to just like listen to the whole album all the way through, mm-hmm. because that's what you'd have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's what you pretty much did up until streaming. I mean, yeah, right. There like, was the the six disc CD changer I had for a nineteen nice. like, ninety Pioneer sound system. My my high school car had one of those too. Oh it was my amazing. god, it was so cool. Put it on so random. Good. I felt random. Oh god. You put it on random and I, like, what's going to pop in next? I mean, I you knew because you could say go to five and you're like, okay, I guess five. Five was New Kids on the Block, so I guess that's what we were hearing. I had, I, w- I feel like in high school I was mostly like, I had show tunes and then like, like, I don't know, like weird like psychedelic rock kind of stuff. And mm. so like random would have just been a real mood killer, I feel like, uh. in general um, for me. I, yeah. think, I think there are some people like their like their tastes, like sometimes they're, they're like, cur- like not like curating it, but like they're curating it a bit more for themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. And like they're kind of listening to similar things or like related things mm-hmm. sometimes. But I, I've never had that. No. <laughs> never had that. No. And like, there's some really cool pros to streaming services now because of the discovery. You get them how many right. things you can find. And, right. Which, like, I find it, then I go to their social media, find that, follow it, then see, do they have final? Like, I always, right. it always ends up bringing me to supporting them or finding their record if I really like it, which usually works. And But it's cool to discover new right. music that What's was... What's your favorite record store? I mean, I enjoy... Reckless Records for their they're everywhere and right. they have great selection. Right, Chicago okay. thing, which is yeah. great. Um, there's a really cool one here on Halstead. I'm drawing a blank on the name. It's on like Halstead and Thirty Four. Is it Doobies? I don't know if it's whatever. Doobies. It mostly has old records. Yeah, it's Not, a it's a great there. It it's like next to like a Chinese place. Well, they're they're all over Halstead. <laughs> We're right by Chinatown. Or it's well, and it's right it's right next to um Augustine's. Maybe I can't Maybe think of the name. I can't. It's right by like Thirty Fifth Street in Halstead. That's a cool spot. Um, there was this really cool place I used to always go to in Clearing on Sixty. What was it? I don't know. Narragansett in Sixty Third Street called Dugout Records. Um, there was a really cool. I mean, Half Price Books will have some pretty decent. Right. I found some cool gems there. I'm like, I can't believe this is here for like ten bucks. Right. Um, I buy a lot of stuff online from people's websites, Bandcamp. Right. You know, I bought in some eBay, some Discogs. Discogs is great. I found some impossible records on Discogs. Right. You know, so kind of a bunch of different places. Usually get it from the band or I'll go to like Reckless Records or whatever's around. There's a lot of small ones that are in, you know, maybe a coffee shop or right. 
it just has like a little selection of vinyl stuff like that and yeah. you don't even know what the name is you just go to it some of those places too yeah those are so fun yeah. i love that more of those are kind of popping up mm-hmm. becoming more of a thing I, I think it'd be pretty cool if more coffee shops had vinyl for sale yeah they should start doing that Wow. Coffee shops out there start doing it. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is our official plea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's an expensive. It's, I wouldn't say habit. It's an expensive uh, hobby. It's yeah, expensive definitely. Hobby, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that that's something that is starting to like weigh on me a little bit. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not like trying to take on like the industries like sins or whatever what do but you mean? just like i don't know like the environmental impact of it well which is hefty it's hefty um, but where, where do we draw the lines i mean the rare earth metals for these right. microphones oh, and no, these 100%. cell phones i mean oh no our cars, exactly. it's like i don't yeah i know what you mean no, but it's I like I, it. well then i gotta throw out my refrigerator because it has freon in it like <laughs> what, do, what do, how far do i go and right and the real answer is like <laughs> limiting corporations right which we aren't gonna do but <laughs> but <laughs> But, um, but, but yeah, like I, I think, I think, I think something that maybe more constructively I've been looking at is like getting more like women and gender nonconforming people into vinyl, um, which is something that I'm still kind of meditating on, on like how like I would like to do that, you know, and like mm. what kind of like space I'd like to make for that. Mm. Um, because I, I feel like they're, are you saying that because there's not enough? There just aren't enough, I don't think. Like, of, there just aren't enough, like, you know, women DJs or, like, women that I see in the record store. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, or just, like, women in vinyl in general. Well, actually, it was really cool. Literally, Saturday, I went to a women in vinyl, like, kind of meetup in Wrigleyville um, with all kinds of, you know, people that operate presses and people at record stores and people that are DJs and mm-hmm. work with like printing or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and that was really cool. Cause I, cause on the way there, I was like, I can count on one hand, like the amount of women that I know that I've like come across in working in vinyl mm-hmm. for the last, you know, six, seven years. Right. Same goes um, for engineers, producers. Oh, right. Right. It's, exactly. It's not many. Um, oh yeah. No, exactly. no. I mean, I mean when I, my senior year, that was right when NPR put out like the big thing of like, the number of women producers is so small, we don't even count it. Like, and I was like, yeah. great. Um, yeah. Really, really not not super bleak. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I, I think I think just kind of finding finding the things that already exist, like, I think, I think that's something that I've gotten a lot better at as I've aged, question mark. I'm 27. I please don't say aged. To, yeah, you're um, too to, young. Yeah, yeah. As you have a, one as, job this year. You as can't I've, die as I've grown you can't up, join the 27. I do club. not want that. Yeah, That's we're it. going str- We're so close. We're When's so your close. birthday? January 26th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so close to a new record. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I think that that's something that I found of just like nine times out of ten whenever I go to Whenever I'm like, oh, this is kind of an issue and I want to do something about it, someone kind of already is, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. And, like, probably with a lot more, like, you know, information than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel, I feel like that was something in 2020 that was a, a huge, like, talking point within, like, kind of these, like, anti-racist spaces and, like, these more liberal spaces of, like, you know, following the lead 
of, you know, like people that are oppressed. And I think like that can be that I I think that that can be like translated to a lot of things. Like, Mm -hmm. like if generally just like follow someone's lead, like if, if you think that like you can trust them with like, if like, if they have, if they like obviously have like the experience or like the infrastructure or like the, you know, just like the care and the time and the love of whatever you're trying to do, like it's okay to like take a second and just like follow them rather than like trying to really stake your claim all mm-hmm. over again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think that that's, that's hard for people to swallow. Like we all want to do something like so big and, and like make a big impact. But I think like sometimes the best way to do that is to like, just like give people the space and then like give them your support, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 What, what do you, what do you think is one of the biggest factors as to why a lot of women and don't really go into that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, in into into like the industry at mm-hmm. large. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I don't know. I think well, I think a lot of it is like the kind of boys club yeah. vibe in general. Um, is like either it's intimidating. It's either intimidating or off putting or just like flat out like prohibitive. Yeah. Um, like. You know, I th- I think that that's a huge part of it. Right. Um, or, you know, just, like, always being, like, oh, are you, like, the guitarist's girlfriend? <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, no. Like, yeah. Like, oh, can you go get me some coffee? <laughs> like, and yeah. it's, like, dude, man, you don't even know. Um, I think a lot of that is slowly trickling away with the younger it's generation. working on it. It's working on it. Yeah. But it's there. It's there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I get yeah. It's there. Um I never understood it, but I, I believe it. No, it's well, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Because no, it's just because it's just like not true. Um like uh, Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I, I think there's like a lot of that. And then of course, like the cost being prohibitive, like is a like just like it being a huge barrier to entry, like to get like your gear set up. Like I, I think that there are a lot, uh, a lot of times like those spaces, especially when it's technological, I guess, or mm-hmm. like a more a more like technical thing, like the people that overwhelmingly make up the community will make it like somehow more technical, even if it isn't. Like, like they'll just like, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. There's something like, like they're just like some people in like engineering or like hi-fi spaces that are just gonna name off whatever series of numbers and letters like over and over again yeah. <laughs> to like kind of like just make you feel intimidated or like or to like the like, gauge how much like you really know about whatever like yeah. to be like oh well you aren't really like doing this then or whatever those are dorks like, though yeah yeah but they're they're out there <laughs> those are and, non-confident dorks who yeah yeah that's like the only like weight they have over someone like yeah that. and it's and it's like and you said like like the internet is not real but like people are it's hard it's hard to not like take it as like oh well that's kind of what this is if like the internet is the only like f- like first step for you sometimes like like i feel like the first step for me when i'm learning something new sometimes is just googling it yeah. or like find or searching it on reddit or whatever and of course you're always going to find like some like dickhead that is being 
just the worst. <laughs> like it's just the absolute worst. And and I and I'm getting better at spelling. Like okay, that's that's what that is. Yeah. Um, that's not actually what's happening. Or like at least here are some things that I can mm-hmm. ask someone that I know who knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like more specific questions. But like, um, I think if you're just going it alone or you're just starting out, like that can be a huge mm-hmm. like deterrent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it needs to be talked about more and taught more. Yeah, um, sometimes it starts just simple, simply young, when yeah, young, just like little girls out. just yeah. might not be taught. Right, the simplest things you learn that you, like boys will learn just about you know engineering, gadgets, gears, connecting, right. electricity. These right. you just kind of like let the boys play with it, not the girls. Like no, let everyone explain it to everyone. Like I have a niece right now, who's two. And I always, I only My get her records. Too. Only get in vinyl. That's what I, what I That's get. What really? I don't I'm give trying. her anything else. My, just my records. sister was like, oh, well, he's kind of young for it. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. But this Christmas, I think he's getting the record. Grow into uh, it. <laughs> you grow, exactly. Yeah, he'll like, grow up with it and get better at it and learn what it is. It, of course, he's too young for it, but it's better than, you can't outgrow a record. You're going to outgrow little clothes and the toys it's he has all, you know this crazy thing where it's like a box and then it has like these different little figurines and you put it on the box and then it plays the song mm. like over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again it's weird it's like baby record play <laughs> <laughs> but but with toys <laughs> they're so smart these kids they'll learn you give them records and you keep repeating like so press that button put it on drop this hit the thing press start by three, four years old, they'll be fluent at it. Right. Like, they learn how to do that stuff. Right. They don't need any more toys. And people they are, don't. I think, like, I think people have, like, especially once, like, once CDs, like, started coming up, they were like, oh, CDs are more, like, sturdy or whatever. And which is, like, true to an extent. But, like, records can kind of, they can take a beating. Yeah, CDs like, are actually quite... Um, like in comparison, they're, like they're quite. They scratch. They they degrade easily. They yeah. they get damaged easily. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How many? All any CDs I ever had didn't last long. Scratch. They skip. Right. You know, vinyl can too. You just have to take care of it. It's just a bigger object, but you just take care of it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You just take care of it, and you don't like, you know, throw it <laughs> <laughs> into the yard or something. Yeah. Like you just gotta take care of it. Put it some plastic sleeves on it. Keep it upright. Don't compress it too much. Right. Right. When you take it out, take care of it. When you put it back, take care of it. Dust it if you can. Right. You know, that's all you can do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing, speaking of CDs, mm-hmm. the so um, I went to like this like weekend lathe camp in Tucson where where some of these were cut um, to kind of learn you know what the differences were between like lacquers and this and you know what kind of the nuances of the machines and stuff um, and uh, the guy that runs it he has. Like, he, he was doing these, like, CDs where, like, CDs, you know, they read from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So if you just put a certain amount, if you put, you know, 10 minutes of audio or whatever on there, you have all the outer rim. Mm-hmm. And he cut a single into the outer rim of the CD. So it's a CD that plays in your CD player and on your return table, <laughs> which is, cool. like, so cool. That's ridiculous. And, like, and it's, like, <laughs> and CDs have to be crystal clear, you know plastic or material or whatever, mm. or whatever. Um, and 
so they technically sound better than vinyl sometimes. <laughs> like, like, like it just has like an even like lower noise floor sometimes. That's all it it's is. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the only difference between a vinyl CD, right? Wave file. It's the dynamic range, right? And and less compression. That's it, right? You know, vinyl. I I love the the conversation of vinyl. It's, it's the best way to listen to music. It's high. No, it's not. Technically, no. They're not even close. You have high quality stuff. It, there's yeah. artifacts. There's dust. There's hair. There's imperfections right. in the making process. Right. There's wear and tear. Right. Compressing it just by sitting on a shelf. Um, and then most importantly, the noise floor. Like right. the stylus is a transducer that makes its own self noise. Right. And the environment you're in, and that all gets picked up, and you have some feedback issues. If you don't have a really great uh, sound reinforcement in your place, like I was mentioning, the hockey pucks, then you're going to get a lot of low vibrations. And if you don't get rid of that, you can't listen to it loud without skipping. Right. It's not about fidelity. It's about again what it is to personally listen to someone's music. Right. That engagement. It's yeah. not. And you like want, you, have like kind of like the full photos and like yeah, all the lyrics. Yeah, all the cool stuff like, like that. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to listen to high fidelity, get your, you know, 96K, <laughs> get your 96K 24-bit <laughs> wave files. Right. And then you'll have it. And that's a different thing. And that's fun right. to listen to, too. I like that as well. But, yeah, no, it's it's a goofy, I don't know, not really a debate, but just a conversation. It's funny when I hear yeah. that. I'm like, I, you know, if you yeah. think that, then you might not. I, unless you're open to being educated on, you might not realize that it's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some Sometimes it's not worth it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm learning how to pick my battles. <laughs> yeah. I don't run into too many people like that, but I'll hear people say it passively. I think they're really um, it's like, like amateur it's, listeners. They just kind of say it. They heard it. Yeah, yeah. Saw it on TikTok, it. and they just repeat it. It's like, right. I get it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I personally do think that. Like, I think it's the best way to like engage with it, but like not because especially to of, engage like, with it. It's not yeah. the highest fidelity. Yeah, way yeah, it's of not like the highest it. fidelity. Like, yeah, yeah. And if it's because you're like, oh, it's analog. It's I don't know if there is. You might know this answer too. Um, I don't think there's a record in the world right now that can be made purely analog from being rec- besides what you were saying earlier with the straight to on the lathe. But like you well, record it that, on two inch tape. Oh, yeah. And then you have the tape, and you master it, and then you take that, and it gets printed onto vinyl. That's really, really rare. Yeah, like, AAA stuff is pretty rare. Like, my day job does a lot of that. So it never touches digital mastering or digital conversion? So so we have, like, a a track that's called Classics, and it ranges anywhere from, like, classic, like, soul and R&B to, like, jazz. Mm -hmm. And almost all of those are AAA. Okay. Um, But that's... Through great, like that's great, painstaking work. And what through like the preservation years are these? Oh, it could range from like sixties to like eighties. Sometimes, sometimes eighties. And it's still being saved on the original tape. Yeah, yeah, like it's like cut from the tape, and then it's going from that tape straight to the vinyl. Yeah. Okay, so it's really rare, but it's not Very anything rare. new. It's oh, certainly not. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Ho- new stuff. Personally, I'm I'm hoping that I can do that sometime soon in January. I um I went to do you know um do you know the band Hum? Mm-hmm. Matt Talbot mm-hmm. owns. Uh, he was my Tolono, Illinois. Yes. Yeah. So I went down to Earth Analog, mm-hmm. and I recorded a couple of songs there, and I have the two inch. Um, tape so I'm hoping to eventually like maybe do AAA stuff like that eventually but what does AAA stand for? um, all analog something 
All right. I forget. <laughs> All analog something. I forget, That's A A S. Yes, I know. I'm so sorry. As. As. <laughs> I uh my my boss and colleague are good friends with him. They're in this band, uh, Poster Children. Mm, you mm-hmm. know them. I've heard of them. Yeah, they were big in the 80s and 90s. Totally. And they're from Urbana-Champaign. And nice. And like everyone in that world. Maybe that's world. exactly why I know them probably. <laughs> they <laughs> might know, like, oh, what was the name? Talbot? The, no, the guy you oh. work with, Atkins. Atkins, Martin Atkins? Yeah, they, they might know him. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so, but yeah, I like them a lot. They're a cool band. Yeah, they yeah. were usually just that they just put out look beautiful. I can't mm-hmm. wait for mine to come. Um, Long story short, kids, very few things recorded in 2023 will... N- be purely analog across the board. Exactly. That yeah. Long it's story not short. feasible. It's not easy. It's not cheap. No. None. Of, nothing about it is easy or cheap at all. No. And if you're big enough to do it, you have to ma- do such a large pressing that right. it doesn't to, like, work. Make it, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Exactly. So when people say like it's analog, it's like no, not really. It has hit digital at some point and then went back to analog. Right. It's being converted. Right. And unless you have. Because, I mean, you can count transistors as still being analog, but unless you have a pure preamp tube and power right. amp tube system playback, then it's still hitting some digital, you know, processing, right. even coming out of your speakers. Right, exactly. It's like, how far do you want to go with it not being analog? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I th- But I think that's, like, kind of part of the magic of vinyl, that, like, it just, like, makes... I don't know. I, I think there. I think sometimes there is a warmth to it that it brings. Yeah, that's just the, like, the saturation of the yeah, the, right. the playback of the right. ar- artifacts interacting with each other gives you right. that sound. Right. The noise for the the constant. Like yeah, that's the, part the of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The all of all those little things. The fact that there's multiple gain stages. Right. Adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a solid state um, receiver and you're plugging directly from your phone or laptop, you don't have all those gain stages. Not as much. Right. So it's just less noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the beauty of having digital is you get a different type of control and clean recording. And the possibilities are great. Like you said earlier, I do the same things as you. Like my car I listen to, my phone, you know, Spotify, whatever. Right. On walks, um, hanging out in the stoop with some friends, have a Bluetooth speaker. Right. But I, I'm a big fan of function. So I have like noise-canceling earbuds. But I wear them when I go on walks in the city. But I also have these I have 12 HD Sennheiser HD280 headphones that I wear for when I'm like mixing and working on audio and video or working on projects or sometimes podcasts. I haven't been doing it lately, but with that stuff. And then the really nice sound system upstairs with Magnapan dipole speakers that look like aliens. And those are great for, I listen to records and watch movies on that. But I can't take that everywhere with me. So, right. like, where it makes sense, you do it, but do it at the highest quality of each circumstance. Right. And that's how I like to do it. But it's great to have that device to do it. Like, I, the fact that you can just walk around town wirelessly connecting to the internet and just listen to millions of songs. It's great there. At a pretty good quality. Like, it's not wave, but it's gotten so good right. in, in the last decade. And it's so crazy, just like, you will never run out. Of music ever. ever. When people like every does, does this day. bother you? When people go, Oh, it's not really good anymore. I oh, can't find anything good anymore. There's nothing which I listen like, to. You're I'm, not looking one. When people say it to me, I'm like, I almost have a well, mental break. I'm like, there's so much music. Well, <laughs> I think sometimes it's just like it's fatiguing to kind of look for it because there's so much new all the time. Like 
It feels like perspective, though. Like, Sometimes. If your perspective is, like, just find it when you find it and look through it because you enjoy it and don't take it too seriously. No, and don't, exactly. Like, bog yourself down. Like, there's so much. Of course there's so much. But, like, use these algorithms to your advantage, first mm. and foremost, and use Wikipedia and Instagram to your advantage. Instagram does the same thing. Like, a lot of Chicago bands is going to keep out. feeding you right. new ones that pop up. Like, it's right. pretty easy. But maybe it's easy because you and I kind of do these. I, right. I do this right. for a living, so it's kind of like what I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I and I but I and I think like it's mostly like I think a lot of people are feeling a fatigue of like the algorithm anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I Brought I in your genre taste. Exactly. And that'll first fix all, it. Well first of all that and second of all just like I don't know, like find find a way to interact with the music that's like around you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I that's why that's why I'm like a big proponent of like going to your record store like that's I would never be able to go to a record store and look through every record that they have that day of course not but that's why you go and you like pick out a couple of spots and you take a look and you see what see what catches your eye and Mm -hmm. like even if you don't get it like you can still like go Mm -hmm. listen to it later and see if you do want it in the future what I miss about Blockbuster right the same issue with Netflix and Apple let's try to name them all Apple TV (laughs) Netflix Paramount Hulu, Disney Plus, Peacock, Peacock, Max, (laughs) Max, Showtime, Stars, Stars is still a thing. I have no idea. ESPN, ten so far. There's got to be a couple more. That's crazy. (laughs) And if they're like fifteen, and they're all like pumping out eighteen dollars, you're almost at two hundred bucks just on your streaming service. Right. Yeah, and like. (laughs) YouTube TV, I guess that's not really that's like and, almost and, like cable. And they're doing the same thing of like, but I I feel like with TV it's almost worse somehow because it's like at least with Spotify it's like you have you know what forty to seventy thousand new songs a day <sighs> from you know a variety of wide yeah, of wide everywhere. variety of of artists mm-hmm. and you know whatever and but like TV it's like they're putting up like how much new content content which is like something i hate i hate the idea of content versus art like what is first of all what's the difference <laughs> and yeah. why I, w- I will not creator. create content <laughs> like, don't you just love I being refuse. a content creator I, creator i hardly know oh my god <laughs> i know I'll, there was a point in my life where i was just doing all these things and then out of nowhere in the last since covid right people like Oh, you're like content creator, and influencer. I'm like, wait, what? Don't even. No, no, no. no. I. No, 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 no. <laughs> I pre damn prehistoric that I'm a dinosaur. Like, no, you you make art. No, I'm just a weirdo. Art. I'm just a weirdo <laughs> who is obsessed with making things with people and supporting people and making my own thing and doing all of it and putting it out. And I never thought of it as what it is now. But. Yeah. No. Literally, like I was, I was talking, I was talking to Anna, um, who helped me do these, and I said. I said something about like, oh yeah, I guess I've just never really like thought of myself as like a visual artist. And she was like, that's so weird to me. Like you're always doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, I'm just kind of doing some things. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like the, you almost need someone to tell you. I guess. Yeah. I, I get sometimes, it. Sometimes. Yeah. Tell, like, no, this is what you are. Like, no, oh, this is shoot. what you're doing. I'm like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's weird. It's what, weird. Why do, why do you think that is like, what was your upbringing like to where you was that a part of your world where you weren't like the arts wasn't a big part of your upbringing oh no 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 definitely i i think it, well first of all i was the weird kid that didn't go to 
recess, I was like the art teacher's like apprentice. Okay. So, so you've like, always been an artist. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess, like, um, but for me, it was just like, oh, I'm just, I don't want to go outside or like, and like, I don't know. I love Kids recess. will make fun of me. <laughs> like, I love re- I miss recess. We should bring recess I was, back. I was, a we- I do. <laughs> As adults, like, all right, it's, just, it's 11 a.m. Everyone go play outside. I, uh. <laughs> I like I like going for a walk. That's like my my walk is it's like my, my recess. recess. Same, yeah, yeah. Same. So we basically have recess. Um, <laughs> I just miss kickball and bags and basketball. Okay, kickball could be good. I I could be four square. I four could, square. Oh, yeah, I was I got nailed by a tether ball when I was in like third grade. Oh, I love tether ball. Those things are like filled with lead. I was so like, good what's at tether happening? Ball. I loved it. No, it's, loved it. It's the danger. It hurts. I mean, danger. your hands always bruised and swollen. Oh up yeah, after, but it was fun. Yeah, no, totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. Oh, but. But what were we saying? Um, yeah, so like, yeah, I've I've always had like that kind of thing. And but and then I was mostly doing like work with like clay, mm-hmm. which is like not what I do at all now. Um, and I I guess I I I was never very good at drawing, um, which I've been doing a lot more of now, which has been fun. Um, and just kind of being a little bit nicer to myself, like just being like, no, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's just whatever it is, and then you can do the next one, and mm-hmm. it might be better. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is something that I think is always like for music, like you're practicing, mm-hmm. um, which is like the I guess like a musician's version of sketching. Which, but I've always like understood practicing more than I understood like sketching. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I would try to draw something and if it wasn't like what I thought it was going to be then I'd be like man <laughs> yeah it is like practice sketching yeah. is that's what it is yeah yeah and I I never I never got on board with the sketching mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really but I really liked like working with clay um, I think I'm mostly just like playing with mud um, but like there was something about that that was really cool and just like it being totally transformed in the kiln kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, and then after college Martin's a huge screen printer um, and so much of his, I can't wait for you to see his face. So much of his space is, I mean, it, it looks like this basically of just like all the things that he's done in, in his life and, and that like the label has done and, and people around him have, have done and, and very graciously, you know, donated to, to the museum. Um, like, and it's, I, I, when he was first starting it, I kind of called it the museum of process. Mm. Cause you can see like these three lines of like, oh, here, here's this kind of icon, and he took that and he put it here, and then he printed it in this way, or he printed it in a different, or like here are like the different versions of it, you know, um, which which is something that I always found really interesting because I, I feel like, you know, Andy Warhol is one of the big ones that you learn about in grade school or whatever. Um, and then like his large like format prints like that. Um, and so I, it's been, it's been cool to, kind of explore the different versions of that. So, like, the other day, while I I was watching just, like, a couple of weird, like, horror movies, and I was carving into these, like, pink pearl erasers and made these, like, silly little stamps. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, doing stuff like that, or um, I just learned how to cyanotype, which is, like, sun printing. Um, So it's, there's, like, a solution. Do you know how to screen print? Yeah. So, so it's a photosensitive solution like you would with the emulsion, but mm-hmm. rather than like expose it to then rinse it out and make the stencil, you keep it in a dark room, then you expose it in the sun for like five minutes with, with whatever image on, mm-hmm. on a film, and then you rinse that, and it's, I mean, you can get really like good like photographic detail hmm. on it, which is really cool. Um, so I've just started kind of 
experimenting with that. But yeah, it sounds like you cool. like to dabble. I like to dabble. I'm a, a dabbler. I'm a dabbler. Yeah, yeah. If you could pick one thing to focus on, what would it be? <sighs> I have no idea. Now, I I think I think in my in my dream of dreams, I would be able to cut records for the rest of my life. Um, you should do that. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> it's really sell everything. It's really hard to get take out of the biggest loan you can. Just do it. <laughs> we have to lose. Credit's not real. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Well, what do I? You're right. You're right, Ben. Yeah. Would you like to go into business? <laughs> <laughs> I I would if I can clone myself mm-hmm. at least four times. There was many things in this same sphere, Tell the same atmosphere. I would love to do like. Like a full-on record label, like signing bands. Oh, yeah. And doing that. I would love to do that. Right. So many bands of acid. It's like, you, I don't have time to do it. What do you feel like, what are, what are like, what does like your day-to-day look like? What are you, what are you teaching at, at these places? <sighs> Lay <laughs> no. it on me, Ben. <laughs> uh, I gotta know. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just like what I'm doing there? Okay. In general. Like my what? day-to-day, like from when I wake up to when I go to bed. And then, sure. Oh, sure. no, it's too What do you much. have for breakfast? Uh, <laughs> usually a smoothie. Ooh. With avocado, two bananas, a big heaping scoop of uh, organic peanut butter, some pea protein, some hemp protein, and some um, creatine monophthalate, the best version of it, and then unsweetened almond milk and a squeeze of honey. And I blend it up, and that's usually around 10 a.m., 9.30, yeah. And then, but Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have to leave here at like 8.45 a.m., so I usually have that at 8 a.m. It switches a little bit. I don't eat for about three hours after I wake up. Right. Yeah. I like that. But that's just what I eat. So (laughs) once I drive 130 miles after, yeah, podcasts, listen to records, a lot of phone calls, yeah, um, all different kinds, family, partner, Business stuff, working on a documentary right now. So that a lot oh, of those yeah. phone calls. Um, when I get there, though, I teach. My first class at 11 a.m. is advanced sound projects. Mm. And student. I have some graduate students and a lot of seniors in that one. And every week they have to bring in a new sound project between one and five minutes of anything. It could be sound design work. It could be Foley work for a film. It could be That's they're really cool. mixing a project. It could be their master a project. It could be that they engineered it but it's not mixed yet it could be that they're writing a song and it's a composition of theirs it could be that they're a dj and this is what they're working on like anything in that just they have to do it every single week nice and then every thursday a student sends me we start off the beginning of the week it's 15 students 15 weeks um the student starts off if 30 seconds they have to make of any type of sound in that duration it could be a song could be again a, a sound effects narrative anything they take it i don't tell which student made what, and I pass it to another student. It's almost like an exquisite corpse for music. Oh, yeah, like a blind. Yeah, yeah blind and now they have to, they hear it, and they got to add their next 30 seconds, and then the next student gets one oh, minute. Oh, that's cool. But each student doesn't know who did the last one. So the whole right. class, they don't know who's worked on what and who did what, and they don't know what they're listening to. They don't know who did it. Mm. And then at the, by the end of it, we listen to the whole piece, you know, eight, you uh, roughly eight minutes. pick out what... Yeah, and everyone starts to hear their part and, like, what happened and how it kind of transformed into this whole that's story. That's really cool. And that's, like, the final project. So that's advanced sound projects. And then we work on a portfolio, CV, resume, building, how to show your work that's time-based and sound-based. How do you explain that on paper? How do you display it? Things like that. Right. And then my next class is audio theory. It's mostly freshman 
talking about the fundamentals of audio, sound, rudimentary stuff. They, it's like they they don't know anything about sound. They've never touched microphones. They don't know what headphones are. Nothing. <laughs> uh, and then it's uh, sound design class, which is a little bit more advanced. They should have already taken audio theory, maybe a couple other classes. So they know a little bit more. Just different sound projects ranging from audio production to sound design and kind of everything in between. Some sound art stuff, experimental stuff. Um, some philosophical approaches to music production, and then another audio theory class. Every semester is there are some of these have repeated, some are different. Like last year, I taught music business, audio production one, recording and sampling class. So they've changed. Nice. But this semester is the first semester I'm teaching all classes. I designed and got approved by nice. the board, which is fun. Congratulations. Thank you. That's hard. Took five, four to five years. Oh, uh, yeah. I started this idea five years ago, and it finally yeah. is working. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> a lot. Some of my some of my time with Martin was was revamping like their music business program. Mm -hmm. That's a big it takes forever. big lift. <laughs> yeah. It takes forever, especially at a public university. It has to go through so many boards. I can't even imagine the state has, and yeah. then this board of trustees. And then at Columbia, that's on Wednesdays from twelve thirty. So I get out of ISU around five and then drive back home. And then Columbia, it's twelve thirty to like six thirty, mm -hmm. and that's audio production one, audio production two. And I went there for undergrad, so oh, nice. I took these classes. That's so it was really cool. bizarre to be teaching the yeah, classes really, I took at the school funny. I went to. Yeah. How much have you changed them? I haven't. I, I start next week, though. <gasps> oh, I issue cool. I've been at for, this is my sixth year, <laughs> but this is my first time at Columbia. Nice. So I haven't changed anything yet. How exciting. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a little surreal to like yeah. go there where I once taught, where I once went to school. A yeah. school I didn't think I'd ever go to because it was right. too expensive. You know, yeah. like it's where I wanted to apply when I was 18 and my family was like, no, it's too much money. So I was like, crap. Okay, I guess like, I knew I wanted to be an audio engineer at that age. I just, it wasn't feasible for my right. family's economic background. Right. Like you can't be an artist. Mm. Just not allowed in that world. Mm. You know, that's why I asked earlier because I also had the same problem literally up until I was like 31 of not calling myself what I do. Like, I don't, I'm not that. I don't do that mm. because you're told your whole life, unless you're a carpenter, a lawyer, like an official job title, right. then you're like, that was your hobbies. And like, that's not uh, no. a thing. My my parents were really good about like supporting us. My, so so my my mom has always been a singer and mm -hmm. I think we, you know, she, she would sing in church and she does, she still does. Um, and so like, that's where we kind of like started. And then we were in band like all through school. And then my sister went to school for vocal performance. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was always, like, very, like, it was always very, like, um, available to us or, like, or, like, it, I never thought that it was, like, not an option. But I think, like, I just have, like, a general, like, imposter syndrome that, like, comes from, like, growing up Catholic. <laughs> um, so I think it's mostly that, yeah. um, which is a different problem. Yeah. Um, but, but imposter syndrome is normal. It's natural. Yeah, yeah. Everyone feels it in a new endeavor that feels kind of not really what they thought they saw for their life or what was other people thought for it. Yeah. Everyone I know that's, like, gone into the weeds or took a, a road less traveled or was a pioneer, entrepreneur, go-getter, all of them. Man, woman, old, young, everything, they've all thought. I've heard the imposter syndrome thing. I've, I've felt it forever. I'm yeah. only like now, like at 33, finally don't feel it. And I've been doing this since I was a teenager. So right. 
It took forever. Yeah. All the validations, accomplishments, degrees, teaching, festivals, all the people, thousands of bodies of work. It's still like, I don't know. I think it's the it's the little stuff you you heard through the process, the naysayers, the the yeah. little stabs at you, like, uh, oh, you're doing that little, how's your little, how's, how's your little lathe thing going, yeah, how's Molly? That how's that little thing you're doing? Yeah, how's it's that, that stuff. Yeah, and you're like, right. It's a little, I guess. I guess it's, right. And or you, just like, uh, or I feel, I feel like they're, I feel like the it, more and more people are very willing to like kind of discount your work if like they haven't literally seen you do it. Yeah. Um. Or, or like, or like, if if they've decided like that wasn't the factor that actually made whatever it was mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, which is like something that like, I don't think I expected um, or I don't expect, like I just generally don't think that people are going to do that to me. I think I'm just a generally like too trusting person, which I'm working on. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the, I think that that has been, cause it's like, oh, okay, well if you feel that way, then like maybe you're just kind of right. Like maybe I maybe I didn't actually maybe like the time that I did put into that like wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that that kind of goes more into like I'm having to really take a second and be like, what does my version of of success look like? And like, what do I want to be doing in the long run? Because I've been doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. And so I'm just like, wait, what, which what's your version these? of success? <laughs> It's the it's the printing vinyl. Oh, Ben, I have no clue yet. You don't know. I don't know. If you could pick three things to do professionally as a career, Uh, three things. What are the three things? I'd I'd love to keep helping people make records. So Um, be like a a record label who like physically makes the records for bands. That'd be cool. Like, or at least like just the distribution part of it, or like. Like actually signing I, I bands, like, and I like the production part of it. Okay. I like I like production. I like the, I like working. I do like working with the artists. Like I, I think it's A and R. Not not entirely. <laughs> I like I'm a I'm like a I'm like a I'm a fair weather A and R person. Like I like the the two bands that I've like the two artists that I've really been working with consistently. We just all really get we really understand each other mm-hmm. in in certain ways and like. We're, we approach, we approach like the work that we are doing, like in in similar ways, like like just the like being being able to be like no, this, this we want this to be like a sustainable thing, like we want to come out of doing all of these things, like kind of like everything builds off of the last mm-hmm. um and like eventually what we've done here will like like we just want to be able to like retire mm-hmm. um eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> um but um so like i think i think i've really enjoyed you know getting to know these people and and understand like what they're looking for and and I think that like that kind of helps me figure out like what I'm looking for sometimes mm-hmm. or like just like readjust like readjust whenever I'm not sure that like what I'm doing is like the right thing. Um, yeah. So it's like, I think, I think that's been like, I, I think, I, I think I want to work with my friends. Okay. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe it's that. <laughs> um, okay. But, and, and I, and I want, 
like I I think sometimes people will meet me and they won't like think that I actually want to be their friend like because why because they just they aren't used to people they aren't used to people being like hi what's your name what's your deal like I that sounds awesome what's like, your tell social me security more. number no my god <laughs> I don't do I there are some things I don't ask <laughs> like <laughs> blood type is not one of them just in case you know like what's your age weight and height age weight and height like <laughs> BMI? Like, <laughs> do you know why BMI is bullshit? <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, my, I, according to my BMI, I've been uh, overweight. Obesity. No matter how fit or thin 13. I get, I've always been overweight. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like to be for me to not be overweight. Have to be so skinny for my <laughs> BMI. It doesn't make any sense. Literally, no. I, no. I think I just have a little bit more um, genetically a little bit more like muscle mass, right? That just like, carries on me, right? So because of that, my BMI never it's, makes any sense. It is. No, yeah. No, <laughs> No, but like I, I don't know. I think I think it's, it's easy to be distrustful of people that are, nice. Like yeah. right off the bat, like I think people are, are people are really, like used to people being stand standoffish, mm-hmm. and I'm just like not that. Yeah. <laughs> in general, um, and so I, I think, I've been, and and I think I've just been like learning to. Be okay with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and and take it as it comes, and like, you know, let people come to me sometimes so uh, a person who works with people in that industry yeah so it's like a representative of some kind yeah like a rep or like a it sounds like you would want to be like the the ceo of the of the company oh god no because they're the people who talk and I deal with everyone the most no, i have no Small aspirations company. Company. to be a ceo i would never i would never how many employees that. do you need to become a ceo like oh, before god. you're not just like the boss you're a ceo like what is what's the number Oh, God, I don't know. It's got to be a definition to it. At like, least, like, crazy. 15, right? I think so. Probably. So arbitrary. So okay, arbitrary. so the, so the, the boss sure of the company is the people person, you know, the, yeah. the, the relationships. I feel like one of, my, one, of my, one of my bigger strengths has been, like, being able to get the right people together in the room to mm-hmm. get whatever it, it is done. Um, so I don't, I don't know what job that is, yeah. but. It sounds like A&R. Yeah, I guess it yeah. does. Manager. Yeah, so I'm working on that, and I'd love to. I'd love to keep singing. I love. I love mm. singing. I've been doing it all my life. And, and you play mandolin, you said. Yeah, mandolin and guitar. guitar. Um, but yeah, I went to school for voice, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's something I can't. And I what can't is let go. what are the names of your projects you've been in? I'm just under Molly Compton. Your whole life, you've never been in any other. I had a band in college called True Vare. True Vare, okay. But we, um, the, the the only album that we recorded was in a tent in the middle of the woods in, like the in like Nashville. Oh, nice. Like right outside Nashville, um, there's this man, um, Ron McLean, my man. Uh, he had this. Well, first of all, he he was he was like a you know he was a working like engineer, and uh, one night he came home and his house burnt down, and. Oh. He had only, like, the gear that was in his car, and he had a vocal session the next day with, like, a crooner, and he was like, I know this is going to sound weird, but would you come to this tent on my, you know, on my dad's property that I'm staying at right now, and we can do this right here. It's really quiet out here, so, like, we can get a good take, and um, and they did, and they were like, oh, the stuff we got in the tent was way better, like, once they re-recorded it, and so, and so he had, like, this tank maintenance tent. Like with a whole studio running on like car batteries, um, 
And so, like, some of the songs, you know, you can hear the the rain rolling, mm-hmm. and then after the rain, then the frogs though. and the crickets. and That's yeah. Tennessee for you. Yeah, right? And so it's like... <laughs> I don't know. That's that was, devastating. That really your house cool. burns down with all your. If this it, place burned down, it'd be. A, I don't know. I'd uh, be bad. He uh, he took it in stride, and honestly, he probably would lived a much better life than any of us <laughs> for, <laughs> for a very long time. I don't. I, he's not. He's Something not. freeing about losing everything. Yeah, yeah. Just like just start over. <laughs> just start, just start over. Just the start problem over. is, I agree with Hard that. Except <laughs> so much of the stuff I have is extremely custom and oh, right. almost like hand built or right. made for me. Oh yeah. Or DZ Records no. by artists and stuff like thank yous and yeah. and gifts. Like you cannot. You re- can't get that back. No custom no. stuff. And it would be that'd be the hardest part. Like these, I could just I have all these files right. saved digitally. Right. I just reprint them. It's right. not that. It's the a lot of the artwork and custom little trinkets and but this I and think, that. I think that's what I I think when you're thinking of this, I hope you get to remember that like those are all the people that will probably like want to help you. That's true. In that situation, I hope. like specifically, <laughs> I like, hope the renter's insurance covers it. You all right? First <laughs> That's of all, what you that. Pay for. <laughs> yeah, first of all, that. I was, they were like, "You want to pay uh, fifteen bucks a month to renter's insurance?" And then I had like a really crazy lightning flash of all the things I have. I was like, "Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. State Farm. Yes, I, thank you, State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, if I had you know one of those homes with. You know, live, laugh, love, and like a, a plant that's fake, and then like Tough. a crappy bed frame, and like a Samsung TV with like some IKEA furniture, and yeah, that like, burned down. Like, thank Whatever. good, I can start over. Steal from me. <laughs> but I have like two. Yeah, everything I have is not like like a lot of it's family artwork, grandma's paintings. I'm my grandma's last painting. Like that. Wow. Really, really hard to find. Oh yeah. Impossible stuff. That oh, yeah. that would be the hard part. No, that'd be the childhood really hard. photos. All, I have all my childhood photos and yeah. videos and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Fires are devastating. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in a house fire? I've not. I've yeah. not. Um I've had multiple house fires occur near me or like two people close to me. Mm. But yeah. No joke. No joke. Mm-hmm. No joke. Yeah. Put out your candles, everyone. Yeah, put out your candles. Make sure you keep an eye on your unplug curling irons. Your, unplug your power strips and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you, do you have any, uh, any of your own recording equipment? Like, do you ever record your own music? Um, I have, I have some, I have some stuff that I can do at home. Um, I, for a long time, I wanted to, like, be an engineer. Um, but I think for a lot of the reasons that like we outlined why it's really hard to get into the industry at all mm-hmm. as as a as a woman or a gender nonconforming person, like the that kind of led me away from it. And also just like it's I had I can tell you the exact moment that I was like, maybe not. <laughs> um, i was I was interning at this studio in St. Louis, and the studio perfectly nice but like he had this client come in and it was a doctor and he just like literally there was a point where like he and he was doing like ambient shit and I understand that like that's what happens sometimes to make ambient music or whatever but he just like he strummed the guitar and then he let it go and then he was like Great. Okay, let's just uh, let's just let this go for a while. Let's go get a snack, and we like walked to the gas station and like got 
some like chips and while the guitar is decaying. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of feeding back. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, totally. And I was just like, man, like if I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life, <laughs> like I just have to like be down. If, you just like, described why what... people don't get married anymore. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. If I have to do this for the rest of my Every life, I day better for be the down. rest of my life. So I've that's really, what stopped do. you? Not, the not single of it? not single-handedly. No, just like the just like the the idea that like whoever is coming in, I am at their beck and call like indefinitely. You shook a nerve. Oh, yeah. I like You got to like, love it. And Otherwise, like, so, don't do it. And like and then so so like that was my like one of my first interning experiences and then Whenever I wasn't learning how to cut on the weekends, I would work whatever sessions were happening. I was like helping with those sessions, and it's like you're you're in freaking Nashville, like you've got some serious players. But then like the like the artist or whoever it was would like come in and have like no fucking clue what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what's the point? Like I was just like, you know, if I'm gonna be in this space, like I want to make sure that it's like with people that are like really in it and, and that like, happens too and it does happen it's the whole it does. gambit the it's whole the spectrum whole and you get people who have never written a song yeah or performed and they probably need like two more years of band practice right but you get them and then you get people that you sit there and you're listening and you go like they might be the next big like the, yeah. how are they not faint like this band right. is so tight and right. so tan like everything they do is perfect i had to do such little work on my right. side I just captured. I just translated you. Right. I love that stuff. Which I, is so cool. It's the best. And I, that's and that's the magic. But like, and and I guess like there's just part of me that's like, you know, I, I really just want to be able to like pick and choose in that in that scenario. Like when I'm really putting in like those mm-hmm. like like if I'm gonna put in those kinds of hours, I don't want it to be behind a console for like something that I don't care about. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, you have to start treating it like a job. Like. My job was just to take people's art, translate it, high yeah. quality, give it back to them. Yeah. And that's that. So it really yeah. depends on your perspective. My, you know? my When I first started college, I was in the theater program. And I was convinced I was going to be on Broadway or some shit. And <laughs> Broadway um, in Nashville, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, this was before, before Nashville. Um, but uh, my my acting teacher, every day he would come in. And he would ask two questions, and he'd, he'd ask, who do you want to be? And he would ask, how are you going to do the work when you don't feel like doing the work? Mm. And I think, like, the variety of experiences that I had engineering just made it clear, like, oh, I don't, I actually, like, don't know how I would. Like, when I don't feel, like, I have no poker face. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. I... I can create like a a really like good environment for for like making good like studio magic, mm-hmm. but it's a like great personal cost like to like my like just like my mindset, you know. Yeah, not everyone's cut out for it. Right, and you have to like, be in love with sound. Yeah, like, sound like just sound. You yeah. have to like love the concept of sound and yeah. how to capture it. Which I do and but like I found it so much easier to like have the job part of it mm-hmm. within mastering mm-hmm. and like within like production. Mm-hmm. Like I can QC a record all day, right? 
but like if I have to if I have to work for whatever Jagoff is <laughs> <laughs> letting the cord ring out for like twenty minutes. It like, yeah. Eventually the thing the plus side is if you do it long enough and you you have enough stability oh, and reputation yeah. and you can pick and choose you right can, you could right. you i tell my students say yes to everything so you can one day afford to say no to whatever you want i know and that happens and i think some of it is like i just ended up saying yes to everything in just like a different area yeah you know yeah like i was just like oh i do actually really like touring and like events and you know helping people have a really cool time around these different ideas or mm-hmm. art or you know give them space to do their art or to do to explore a different medium, mm-hmm. you know, you're like the the musical concierge, concierge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You totally. want to try this and do this? <laughs> I, I love this. it. I love following it up too. Yeah, hooking people up like, oh, you know, hit this person up in the Indianapolis, Nashville, Atlanta. Right. If you Tallahassee, if you're doing that route, like it's right. it's definitely become a um a fun skill set to have. Like pass people to that person. Right. Trade names, hook people up. Yeah. Tell them Ben sent, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's cool. It, it takes a while. To, Nothing to, gets done alone. <laughs> but it ha- it's it's fun. I love yeah. it. Well, you never told me the, I think we went through the three jobs I said to pick that you'd want to do. Mastering. Oh, you said music? Yeah. You said mastering? Mastering. By mastering, what, in, what do you mean by mastering? Like cutting records. Cutting records, like okay. Cut, or like cutting lockers. Okay. Yeah, mastering, singing, people, something people. Which is something that mastering didn't ever really fulfill for me like it's it's a very solitary activity mm-hmm. so i feel like that is would that be the technical a- term for it in that world mastering because it's same so, as mastering a, you, a record I've but heard, that's a different job yeah i've heard, well so it depends like some sometimes you'll be doing like a total like remaster for like for it to be on vinyl mm-hmm. um but I've, I've heard it like kind of interchangeable between like mastering and cutting okay um yeah, yeah some, sometimes you're doing like just kind of a flat cut Mm-hmm. Which would mean like you aren't doing really anything to the master that you receive. You're just making sure it fits on the record and Got literally it. fits on. Um, I've received a lot of funky cut records. I believe that. Not happy about it. Some is wobbly. Oh yeah. Some like that ain't a well, circle. The, well, the wobbly, <laughs> like stuff like that. Well, the wobbly, the wobbly and the off center stuff. Mm. That's mostly in the pressing. Damn. Yeah. How, what happens? What goes on to make it wobbly? 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 Well, there could be uh, there could be a number of different things. It could be that it's just hard to ship records in the summer sometimes. Uh, um, temperature. Or humidity. Yeah, yeah, just like the temperature and humidity does a lot of that. Or like, you know, just like if if the pressing operator like doesn't quite know how to make like two polymers really go together if it's like a different, if they're two different colored vinyls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um the color of vinyl face. I love it. Yeah, love that. It's wild. I, I love it. Sometimes I open them like, oh my God, it's just like crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. really cool stuff out some, there. Some of them look really, really cool. Wild, yeah. Yeah, and I love it when it kind of like it, it extends the story of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, was it the Flaming Lips that like put some of their blood into it? <laughs> like <laughs> one not time, surprised. Yeah, it was like something like that. I think it was I, the Flaming Lips. I, <laughs> loved, I love the color ones, especially, yeah, when it fits the theme the tone of the the record, right? The band's like color theme and the theme of the record, and like it's it's cool, right? The off center can sometimes be, well, it depends. Like sometimes it's like the master was cut off center, but that's like pretty rare. Mm-hmm. That'd be really hard to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But if but if it's like plated, mm. and like cut a little bit off center, like the plate itself is. Sometimes there'll be some like 
extra vinyl on like on the circle, like yeah, just so strips on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I've gotten some where the grooves. Some of them are like flat, like dulled down, mm, like weird. pushed. Not often. This stuff's rare. And most places right. are cool about it. Like you let them know. And you send yeah, it back. They'll give you a new one, or they'll just like just keep it. We'll send you a new one. Right. Um, it's the biggest bummer when you get a new vinyl and it's got like like the corners like dented or folded. I'm like, oh. so sad. Because it's like, was it in shipping? Was it in manufacturing? Who's right. fault? Who do you? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like and it's hard to like complain because it's like it's just the corner. And it's but like it, it still matters. plays, but it's like. Meh. <laughs> the only time I make a fuss about it and is if it's a big record company. Yeah, and if it's some, like Sony or Warner Brothers, like, give me a new record. Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> first of all, yeah. And if just, it's a small establishment, I won't bother them. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, you know, like, if you're, like, when you're paying, like, some like some places are charging, like, a lot, a lot, a lot for some of these records now. Because mm-hmm. they're coming back and because they can. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're going to charge me like that, then you could definitely, like, send it to me. It better be, like, pristine. <laughs> Yeah, that that twenty to thirty dollar range seems to be the norm. Yeah, and then doubles you might get like twenty five to forty. Right, they're really popular. Like a big artist with a double gatefold and some extra stuff. You know, thirty five to fifty. I feel like it's going up and up. It is going up and up. Yeah, it's on the up and up. Yeah, there was a time in like two thousand ten. I think you said Obama's out. Oh my god. Obama is not a president anymore. That's so, he is, so true, Molly. He is out. Like, let's um, get you to the batting negotiation. <laughs> um, <laughs> from like 2010 to 14, before they really, really came back, you could find a good amount of like new ones wrapped on Amazon for like 12 to 15 bucks. Like nice. I would, I bought so many Sonic Youth records because they were so cheap. Nice. I'd be like, you can get a brand new Sonic Youth I record. I feel like and it's right like $13. after that, you're like, this is awesome. I feel like right after that, then it was like. Everyone was pressing vinyl, mm-hmm. and then like, but like no one really knew how to do it anymore mm-hmm. because all the people that did it were like retired, dead, or dead. <laughs> yeah, like and so, died from the vinyl so pressing everyone, process. Yeah, yeah. So geez, <laughs> at least lost a finger, Jesus. Um, but like, yeah. Now and so I, I feel like we're finally kind of getting back to like, oh, everyone's been kind of doing this. The people that have been working in this for a long time really know how to do it now and mm-hmm. they, they're sounding better and better mm-hmm. like every year yeah 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 especially the, the 180 grams it's oh yeah sick they're thick what are, how many grams are these um sneeze guard gram i don't know what is what what did one of these cost to print like um they cost me like 10 to 12 once you get all the and what do you normally sell for like 20 20 because they're because i mean like they're handmade art you do 80 of them i did 80 that... of those Eight. It depends on what. Um, and how many songs in each one? They're just two. They're just they're just singles. one on each side. Yeah, one on each side. Yeah, it depends. How many on minutes can it hold? Um, like five or six minutes. Yeah, tops like tops six minutes, but like usually like five. So if you're like five a, would be like comfy. If you're like a short song band, you can get two on each side. If you're like a two minute song band. Yeah, yeah probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these guys, some of these guys do like ten inches too, which are kind of cool because then you can definitely get like two, sometimes three on mm-hmm. each side, mm-hmm. um, and they're still like cheaper than getting a, you know, traditional run. Done. Yeah, I know. I always with the bands I'm a part of, always want to do vinyl, but it's we don't play enough and like sell enough stuff right. to justify a couple thousand dollar investment. Oh, yeah. So it's like uh, it'd be so cool to have it. But it's hard. This is a great option. We can talk about it off the air. If you yeah? Want. Yeah. Do you hear that? She <laughs> said she'll do everything for free and give it all away. No, I'm kidding. 
I could be giving free anything for you, though. <laughs> anything. Okay, I want a hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> I love the hand. I just love the customization of it. The handwriting, the stamp. How, how'd you get the logo? Did you make that? Um, no, I just well, I just ordered it off rubberstamps.com. Classic. Yeah. You know, whenever you don't I know, I love googling. <laughs> when it, I always tell this to my students who grew up in the world of googling. They'll ask me questions. I just go oh, look at them. Like, Google it? you know, you can just Google that. They'll, like, not pertaining to the class. Right. To like, hey, so I'm looking at like microphones between like. I guess it's kind of related to the class, but Google will do a much better job. Right. Like, between $100 and $300, any suggestions? I'm like, I have, like, a couple, but you could just Google that, and you'll get, like, way more suggestions. That I don't know every make and model of every yeah, microphone, or like, so just do I feel that. like with gear, especially, you can, like, find, like, shootouts of it, too, on YouTube. Like, yeah, real easy. I'll give some suggestions, like, but, I mean, just go on the internet and, like... Yeah. You'll find way more than I could offer you here. Right, There's funny right. questions. I'm like sometimes, sometimes I feel like sometimes I would ask something like that, but I really just wanted to chat. <laughs> yeah, I can see some which kids is, just want to hang out and talk to like with their, thing, their like, teacher, their professor. It's fun to hang out and talk with them. Yes, yeah, like oh, he's cool. You know, he's he's a cool guy. <laughs> They're always quite interested in my life. It's really funny. They're always bothering me. They stalk me. You're an interesting dude. It's just funny because, like, for Halloween last year, my class, guess what they were for Halloween? You? Yeah. No. It was really weird. That's really funny. It was funny. One one person did, like, a wig and a beard, like, a girl. Like, it was really funny. That stuff. <laughs> yeah. They, like, had colorful clothes and stripes. They went all out. I was like, Jesus, you guys are goofy. But, hey. That's really was funny. Was it, uh, what's it, uh, intim- not intimidation? What's the sin- most sincere form of flattery? Imitation. Imitation. That's yeah. Intimidation. Imitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny the questions you get asked. But yeah, I I, I tell if you're listening right now, Google it. Every time. Just Google. Just you'll find an answer. Yeah. And now the jet chat GPT. Holy cow! Can you find some answers? Yeah. Right. Some right, some wrong. They're so. It's so <laughs> weird. I I'm. So weird. I know at one point I need to have it because. I'm not naive to think you can just like say society and pop culture is like a speeding moving lane. Okay. Right. I'm not dumb enough to think I can just hop out of the lane and chill on the side of the road for a bit and then hop back in. Yeah. Be so far behind. So you have to always keep up with it. And chat GPT is just another part of it. It's just like when you were able to ask Siri something or Alexa weird i don't do it but it exists and i know i can right like i need to be aware of it so i just I need to be like, aware of what's going on i feel like chat GPT, i i feel like chat gpt in particular like it it helps me with like sometimes i have a problem of just like i just need the first draft of whatever it is mm. and then uh, which is something that i feel like i i learned from martin of just like he he's someone that would just be like, okay, just give me a draft of that, and then and then he can like, tell you exactly, like he like, like exactly what it actually needs to be. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like even if what you bring him is totally wrong, even if you make totally, if you, if if he just totally over overhauls it, like the first draft was still like incredibly helpful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to like being able to to, okay, here's here's an organization of these thoughts. Mm-hmm. What what is actually important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are what are the useful? So things? first draft for what? Like what do you just tell like it? everything? What do you tell it? I'm just, like sometimes it'll just be like write an email asking X, you know, huh. and I'll be like no, 
it's actually this. And then I'll like write the whole email. <laughs> you know? Like, it's so funny. Like you do it just to be like, robot, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Or like, oh, great point. Like they, I do need to remember to ask about X. Like, right. So in relation in such to, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just be like, yo, write this for me. And it does it. And it could do quite a great job at these things. It's remarkable. That's kind of crazy. But it'll never replace you or I. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Have you seen some of those, like, AI-generated, like, commercials? No, I don't oh, think so. <laughs> They've been getting, like, a lot of, like, I feel like local TV news spots. Really? Yeah, and, like, it just, like, like eventually, like, it'll start out, like, pretty, pretty, like, mundane, like, marketing language for a restaurant or whatever, and then it'll just, like screech like yeah. <laughs> like it'll just are like there people it'll, in it like well, how, what kind no of it's just like it's just like either like stock footage or like oh, AI generated okay. stuff or whatever oh, replacing jobs already <laughs> no it does a really bad job still <laughs> still replacing someone didn't do anything someone one did. person made that they just told chad gpt what i to think do. they're still like I think it, I'm, I hope those were tests. I hope those are not being run for someone's <sighs> business. I hope no one's paying for that. Yeah, that's gotta be. That's brutal. Brutal. I don't know. How it's I feel brutal about out there. It. Yeah, I don't know. Meet your neighbors. Be nice. You heard it for you know how long we've been talking for. How long? Guess. Mm, two hours. It's a great guess. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, like two hours and eight minutes. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Goes by fast. Yeah. This has been really nice. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. I mean, it went by really quick. I'm like, I just realized, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Two hours and, and eight minutes. We got, we got right to it. We didn't dawdle. I never do. I just like, let's no, go. I'll right. meet someone I don't know at all. I'm like, all right, let's just go ahead and do it. Meeting <laughs> people's easy. Yeah. I love I love meeting people. Me too. I love a stranger. Me too. Yeah. I really enjoy the random, like, three-minute conversation you have with a random person walking down the street. Yeah. It's like, can, can you believe the, the pigeons today? Like, I know, right? And then the who puts pigeon? this food out? Why? Like, where does this come from? And then you just, all right, have a good day. And you just go by your way. I'm a big proponent of, like, talking to your Lyft driver or, like, you know, your mailman. I love I love talking to my mailman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's up, dude? Uber, I don't, I've taken an Uber maybe know, seven times in my life. And six out of those seven times were in, like, the last year. So it's very new to me. But they never talk to me, ever. Mm, it depends. If they aren't trying to chat. Then I, like, I have heard on, on low-key that all the women I know say they do talk. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't know what that means, but I kind of get what, I kind of think I know what that means. Yeah, but <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. Heard, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's hit or miss, yeah. Yeah, but every guy's like, I don't know, I just put my earbuds and they don't say anything. It's like, same, I don't know. But I, I've never put my earbuds in. I always put my like, I feel like, I, I don't gotta know. gotta listen to this record. <laughs> I gotta listen to this thing. Some Ubers, though, um, I kind of get a kick out of the, like, layout, like, the way they do everything. Like, where they have, like, plastic, oh, yeah. hand sanitizer, how far up they put the seat, they fold it down. Like, just the way they go about I like, their approach. I, I feel like I like it more when... I am like very obviously like kind of an inconvenience to them. Like like this is just like some dude's car, and he's like he's made it like just livable enough for <laughs> me to be ferried to wherever I need to go. Like I deserve it, you know. I'm 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 playing into their scheme. <laughs> like, but then there's some pros like that. Like, oh yeah, in Mexico or like City, the random they had, like, like legit... karaoke cab. Oh situations. yeah, they like go all yeah. out. They like. Retrofitted pla- hard yes. plastic. To bl- it was like a taxi cab. Yeah, like that kind of Uber. Like, see, like this person does this all day, every day. 
Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting... <laughs> I respect people who do it because it, I don't like how expensive it's gotten because I remember a couple of years ago people were like, yeah, it's like five, ten bucks and now mm. it's so much money to go across the city I and those know. things. I want them to be paid a living wage so bad. Well, yeah, I do too. <laughs> But I don't think that's why it's that price. Oh, certainly not. Oh, no, certainly not. we all know <laughs> how capitalism works. Sure does. It's not the working person. That's yeah. the price problem, why it's too expensive. Tell you know, me about it. Amazon and UPS shipping isn't expensive because of the delivery drivers. No. Pay. It's because of the gazillions of gazillions of gazillions of dollars that go up to like the top five people. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Next podcast will be on capitalism. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> um, can you share where people can find all the things you do and be very specific, like um, websites, emails, Instagrams, everything? For, for right now, the best place would be to follow me on Instagram. It's just your mom records. Um, you are the letters you are mom. Um, and my solo project, if you're interested, is, Mo- is Molly Compton on all streaming services. And we'll have uh, to get you in here for a live session. Oh, I'd love that. Let's That'd be really it. cool. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, my Instagram for that is Monster Mash. Monster Mash. That's clever. My sister calls me Monster, and I was like, Haha. that's cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Monster Mash. Um, so, how do you have records out? How many records? I don't. I I have uh, an EP out from twenty. 21 called please don't show my mom this um <laughs> yeah. I, Ma- yeah. molly martin wait it goes by molly compton, compton. molly compton molly yeah. compton on please don't show my mom this off your mom records yeah that's funny that's kind of funny yeah. i didn't really think <laughs> yeah i know i love my mom <laughs> biggest fan like, but yeah um yeah that's where you can find me um my, our our website is getting overhauled, but it's just yourmomrecords.com. That's every artist's website. Oh, all, it's always a work in progress. Yeah. Oh I think I've had one for seven years and it doesn't exist. I don't even know where it's at. I just gave up. Amazing. Link perfect. tree, whatever. It's good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Instagram <laughs> Instagram is the place to be, I think. If you us. are an artist, Instagram is your website. True. That's the way it goes. True, true. Yeah, but uh, the Instagram is mostly just kind of what we're doing mm-hmm. when the shows are and uh, my cat's. Cats. So. And people can find, yeah, your shows, your events. Yeah, all those on All there. the bands you work with in the city. Yeah. How many bands have you worked with to, so to date, do you know? Um, how many are here? One, two, like nine or ten. Nine or ten. Nine yeah. or ten. Nine or ten shows. You're in this nine or ten Yeah, spot. yeah, right, right now. Yeah, yeah, because I've been doing all these at kind of the same time. So Yeah. And it's just me, usually. Or, and, and, like, whoever I can hoodwink with, you know, like, Pizza and beer. And stuff. I love it. I a lot of home hoodwinking with pizza beer. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll record for free for you. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offer a barter. Barter, a barter. trade. <laughs> the old fashioned way. You give me yeah. a goat, I'll give you a donkey. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. This was so nice. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for be- for doing what you do. Oh. First and foremost, because I I can relate in my own way, but it's, yours is different. What you do, and the world. The cities, the countries, they need individuals like yourself doing unique things, creative things, doing it because you love it and a labor of love. And I hope and pray that you can make one of those three things we talked about your career. Specifically this. I feel like this is really what you want, really what I want to do. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope so. I, I hope so. And I appreciate you coming here and taking your time. Anytime. This was a lot of fun. You're a fun person. And you got a record out of it. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you taking the blue one? I don't know. Which one do the you want me to take? Or, the blue or the orange Which one, one should I take? Wait, I don't know. Think about it. 
You 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 live your dreams. <sighs> I think I like the blue one more. Which one do you like more? I like both of them. I think they both turned out pretty well. Okay. I think the blue one is more true to like their their like digital art that they gave me. The orange was kind of me riffing. Okay. Because I wanted to give them some options. I just like the the way the blue works. Yeah, the blue the blue is lovely. And I like the the, the layout of the dots. Very cool. Thank you, Molly. Yeah. I appreciate it. Really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Ciao. Love you, DZ.